pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. Ginobili the other way in transition to the oh. With a left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Wednesday edition. We're halfway home. You know why I know it's Wednesday? Because you didn't make your wife take out the no, trash. No, I did not. First time in several weeks. <laughs> no, it's not. You don't do that. Well, no, I had forgotten. Or uh, I, I think that was a couple weeks ago. It's all good. But it's out today. You got it out? It is ready to go. It, and that is truly the signpost day. Is Wednesdays mean we hear from uh, Jerry. He sat in on the fan yesterday. He's a... Every time I hear him get into X's and O's, and we're going to hear a lot about X's and O's from him, it, it just has to be galling to coaches. What well, you really think that bo- not bothers coaches, but you really think they roll their eyes? No, uh, no, it's I think it's rolling there. I I think you he's do? been in the business long enough to where he gets a little bit of credit. I mean, he, that we're we're coming up on twenty five, thirty. But this years is the now. thing, though. If you're going to play that role of GM, you kind of have to. I agree. You know what I mean? Like you know, Woody Johnson just you know rolling around with a Jets hat and his glasses. It's not his job. Jerry has to know X's and O's because he's the GM. Uh, but so it's you, a little different. No, I, you're right. But I know that when I we, we talk to McCarthy, which we will again on Friday, we have trouble getting anything out of him about the curtains in the building. <laughs> I know. Then I hear the owner slash GM talking about slot passes. And throwing outside the hashes. Yeah, and, and all, all this kind of stuff. So it has to be. That's a little bit difficult. But uh, yeah. we'll talk I, about You know that. what? This is a. Yeah, you know, Red River and all that. I don't get it twisted. I get that. But I am excited for this Cowboy 49er game, even though. Holy cow. Even yeah. though. Is it just another game or is it not? That's the question of the week. And, you know. It depends we, on who you ask. What's up, Goldfinger? Morning, YouTubers. Morning, early birds. People with a purpose. Yeah, appreciate it. Morning, mama. Yeah. The, the importance of a game, that's the witchcraft of coaching, right? Because you want them. You want them appropriately, if not overly appropriately, prepared and ready to play a game um, like this. But you don't want to put too much weight on it. But the thing is, for the for the Cowboys, the players, I'm going to throw Jerry, Steven, Mike, Shoddy, put them aside. As a player, if you really got that dog in you, as Dion said, did he try to patent that one, Rob? Did he try to patent he got that dog in him? I, I, I think <laughs> that, was, that was took. <laughs> okay, that was taken. You got that dog in you. It's personal. It's personal. 
It's got to, and, but you know what? I'll put Mike in there because Shanahan's gotten them twice in a row. It should, it, it's personal. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just, we ain't even Halloween. I'm mad at the NFL. Could y'all give us this round nine, week 10? No, this is perfect. It's like that it's early perfect. season bowl still- loss. You, you could lose early and still go. 11 and 1. Yeah. Still play for the title. I like week five in this kind of stuff. You, and I think there is that safety net that does lend itself to a well played football game. Right. Because no matter what happens, both teams, there will be a tomorrow. And no matter what happens, I think both are two of the top five teams in the NFL. We're going to hear from Jerry. He talked a lot about his coach. He gave the team some slack, but also talked about the expectation of this team. And notably, he, he he did tell us who he expected to, if all things were equal. If all who things would go, would, I mean, if oh, it stood, yeah. who would be going to the I, Super Bowl? I, you know, I don't know if that's Jerry needling his team or passing the pressure to the 49ers. That's the, when Jerry says, like, oh, yeah, you know, they're the favorites. I, again, am I needling Micah and Dak, which I like? I'm here for that. Like, hey, man, by the way, I, I know I'm paying you guys, and I know this is my team, and I love this team. But that's the, the the favorite to to win the Super Bowl, Micah. Well, How you like that? What about that other team in the NFC East? That team in Green. <laughs> what about those guys? We got to play twice, not just once, twice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we didn't yeah. leave out the There's the current NFC champion. There's we, something to that, Rob. I, I think it was more about. Uh, yeah, we're not worried about those guys. Now that now that I'm not I'm not down with disrespecting your 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 conf, your division opponent, but whatever. You did not bring. Into the conversation, the current NFC champion. Well, he didn't bring his team in either. He well, said I mean, he, that by saying San Francisco's the favorite, he also counted his own team out, Rob. No, he said, but to get there, they got to go through us. That's what he said. Didn't say the, the green team. Well, I, that's you talk about that undefeated green team? I, well, exactly. Okay. The team that was the, uh, the last NFC team to play. You don't think the year. Eagles are better than the Cowboys? No, I don't. See? Neither does Jerry. But uh, that's fine for me to say. (laughs) That's fine. These guys don't need locker room material, Rob. No, they don't. And we make a big deal of this and stealing play tendencies from former players. Hey, man, you use your own resources in the NFL, Rob. There is no stone unturned. They use every bit of analytics. And, you know, maybe Trey Lance gets cut after this week. And we're going to hear from uh, from uh, Shoddy. Shoddy. Are we allowed to call him Shoddy? I've I never don't know. Talked. It says that on my rundown. It I, says we, that. See, we've talked to DQ. Yes. DQ's our guy. Y'all have talked about Jordan 11s together. We, we we've talked about, out, yeah. We've talked about basketball, and that's our guy. So we can DQ him. But Shoddy. Can we go Shoddy? I yet? don't think we can. But it, it says here that we have sound from one Shoddy on my. Uh, yeah, we got some Shoddy sound. Speaking of those that don't know, that is Brian Schottenheimer, kind of, sort of, offensive coordinator. <laughs> Name, if not in activity. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm going to give him the B enemy treatment. They want to give B enemy like that. Like, no, nah, Shotty ain't no damn offensive coordinator. He ain't even calling plays. <laughs> that, that's how they want to do B enemy for 12 years. You're going you, to get the same treatment, Brian. Exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the tenor of this game, I, I, I sense by the time we get there on Sunday, 5 o'clock, this but, is going to be full bore. I, I'm, the reason I say that is we, we've talked about these things that we get from the Nationals. I've got like 18 pages on the Cowboy 49er matchup. 
It's Wednesday. Uh, the, the steam's about to get turned up. Yeah, to me, you know, it's, it's getting back to that feeling of the 90s because mm-hmm. – Especially if you're a cowboy fan or a cowboy player, because you get that that those butterflies, you know, when you live and die, what you get you you know when you would get ready to see Joe Montana, and you get ready to see Steve Young later on in the '90s, you had those butterflies before the game because you knew if there was somebody that could beat you, it was these guys. So it's it's starting to have that feeling again it, because and it's not been them; it's been us, right? You know what I mean? We're, right. we're finally up to the level where we can. Look forward to these games to see who's the baddest dude on the block. And right, uh, looking. Did you know as we sit right now, the Cowboys and the Forty ers are nineteen, nineteen, and one. That's insane. It is dead even. They haven't played in a prime time football game. And I want to say they're even in bowls. Is five, it five, five. Got to be five, right? San Fran. I know. Well, Joe got four is on his own. Steve got one, so that's five. five. Cowboys. I know for sure have five. So I think it's five, five in bowls as well. It's been since 1990 since the uh, Cowboys and 49ers played in a primetime game. Well, it doesn't matter, but that seems like yep, that's, five, a rid- five. that's a ridiculously long time. A primetime regular season. This is yeah. the first time since, ni- since well, 1990. Because you had the period where the Cowboys are down, then you had the yeah. period where the Niners are down. they just never been on the same page in the regular season to make it worthwhile. So I get that. I've always believed that there are certain franchises, both pro and collegiate, that need to be good for the whole family to be thriving. You know that the whole NFL family, or just okay. No, I mean like the world is better when San Francisco and the Cowboys are good at the same time. The world is just better. The world is better when Pittsburgh and Baltimore are good at the same time. It's just a better place. I won't put Baltimore there. Well, I I don't feel I don't feel that way about them. I feel that way about the rivalry. That blood and guts rivalry. I mean, uh, how about the world is better when Denver and Kansas City are both good at the same time and you get that AFC matchup or the Raiders and Kansas City. I'll throw the Raiders in that combo. We like to see those rivalries and the world is better for those. And there was no better, tougher fought rivalry for about 20 years. No, no, it, than it the was 49ers so Cowboys. We no, were stealing each other's like players. Giants, we were, too, when Parcells was there. They were, they were in that convo, too. So, yeah, there was those three summit, and those were the three yeah, heads of the NFC Dragon. And it would, you had to get through the other two. And it's I think as much as Cowboy fa- hater loves to talk about how much there's too much Cowboys, the world is better when they're competitive against those old-school competitive sure. places. Um, and the world is better when Chicago's good. It is. I mean... We can live or die with Cincinnati. It doesn't matter if they're good. Cincinnati goes away. We ain't going to miss them. But the Bears, we need. Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry. I know. You're you're kind of letting us down. Yeah. um, And when they get Caleb and Marvin, I'll go back. Right now, I'm a Cowboy fan. There's a lot of stuff to get in today as we are on the hump day version of the week. There's a list that was released last week. We're going to kind of pepper it in all um, show long. The, the 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 highest paid coaches in college football. The list all the way down, like to like ninety. I'm down with this. Is out there. Um, good coach trailer. Coach trailer's down, and you know in the mids. He's getting good money, you know. From the you know he's getting way more than he was getting at Gilmore. <laughs> well, I don't know. Those East Texas towns find money in a lot of different places. <laughs> at least that's the rumors I'm hearing. Um, but for all those that uh, that hammer a And M. Uh oh, for paying Jimbo and yeah, Jimbo's getting paid a lot. There's there's several dudes up above Jimbo that have some questions to answer too. One that living in Baton Rouge right now. 
They're, they're scraping together some oil money and some gas money. Shrimp. Shrimp, shrimp boat money. To yeah, shrimp boat money. Find this interloafing Ohioan a road out of town. I mean, and uh, Rob, have you heard those whispers about a certain coach being up for the Michigan State job? Yeah, it's, it's coming. I keep. There's no way. Thing, no, there's no way. I, I'm comfortable in that. That would be a terrible place to go, for 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 said coach, for this coach who has a few rings. Mm-hmm. Controversial, but that's not the place for him to be. I want to. I can't wait to have that conversation. I think there are better. Pl- there's a. That's an ugly place up there, Michigan State. They're dealing with a lot of mess. I mean, especially when you leave your team, when you, you know, stay behind, send your team home and you're at bars fondling. Well, it's not just, I mean, it's just that that's just not the image Michigan State can have right now. Yeah. You don't want that to step into the mess that the Larry Nassar, the, oh, uh, oh, yeah. I'm not putting, I'm not putting Urban over there. No, uh, I'm not doing that. Well, no, what I'm saying is the, the bed is not made in Michigan State. It's not a place where a guy like that needs to go and rehab, you know, and, and re, you know, redo his image. It, it ain't Michigan State. It's not the place to be. But when you see the ridiculous amounts of money, did you know the head coach at Kentucky is higher paid than Jimbo? I I didn't look at Jimbo's, but I did know about Stoops' money. I did know, and I know that's why Stoops has stayed there. You wonder why a guy that's had that some success at a school like Kentucky, football wise, why is he sticking around so long? Why hasn't he gotten a bigger job? Well, when you look at his paycheck, so everybody looks at that A and M. There's paycheck. a great paycheck, and there's no expectations for for Stoops at Kentucky. None, really, no, none. Although they they smoked Florida yeah, over the did. weekend. Hey, coming back, let's talk about them Dallas Cowboys. We're going to hear from the offensive coordinator in name, if not action, and also look around the, the team and at, from the perspective of the general manager from Jerry Jones' position. Lots of Cowboy talk coming as we get ready for the game of the week of the year as the 49ers play host to the Cowboys on Sunday primetime, a game you can catch live right here on San Antonio Sports Star. We've got a bunch of stuff to give away today, and I'm going to need really? some explanations for some of this stuff. Edwin got you. He's a producer extraordinaire. He knows what we're doing. Now, oh wow, we do. I just looked. Yeah, so I've got um, got to stay on task. Yeah, we that. do. So I've got Shine Down and Papa Roach tickets that we're going to give away. Um, Chris Tucker from Rush Hour and Friday and a uh, variety of other movies. I've got. Uh, he's coming into uh, to the uh, majestic with his stand up, the legendary tour of 2023. Got tickets for that. And then I've got this Loki thing going on here. What's Loki? See, that's if you have to ask. Oh, he's the he's uh, Thor's little brother. Oh, <laughs> where's, we, Pledger? Got, where's James Pledger when you? Yeah, need him? this is a uh, this is right up Pledger's alley. Win a fifty dollars McDonald's gift card brought to you by Marvel Studios as Loki season two, the God of Mischief, is back with six new episodes on the Disney Plus streaming. It begins tomorrow. And they would like for you to try the McDonald's Loki meal. Okay. I um, Let's do it. This isn't your average sweet and sour sauce that's on the Loki meal. It features branding expired by the second season of the Marvel, Marvel show. Uh, head over to McDonald's and get yourself a Loki meal with a quarter pounder with cheese or a Big Mac paired with medium fries and a soft drink. Add that sweet and sour sauce. And then we're talking Loki. Now, I don't know how we're giving away these $50 McDonald's gift cards. 
How are we giving these away? By call, their call by levels number. by levels of fandom. Call our number. I don't know. Yeah, we're not. and we're gonna do that just once today. Yeah, and then the Blitz has another one. You know how far a fifty dollars McDonald gift card will take you if you use the app a long way. Uh, that's, that's a long, long way. So, Chris Tucker fans, Loki fans, McDonald's fans, Shine Down fans, Papa Roach fans, we got something for all of you. Hold on tight. It ain't happening now, but something's getting away soon. We'll be right back. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports. It's R and R here on San Antonio Sports Star. That's Sunday night. Well, that's, that's that good Sunday big. night music. Ooh, they'll make up for uh, that Taylor Swift thing. Yeah. NFL said you. I'll, I'll see your Taylor Swift. How about Cowboys Forty ers primetime Sunday night? NFL got in some hot water. Well, whoever runs their Instagram page, because over the weekend, well, Sunday after that game, NFL put in their bio on Instagram, the at the official NFL Instagram page of the Swifties are two and zero, and the and then with the bad call with against Sauce, oh. script guys came out. You know, it was just a big old mess. And next thing you know, NFL took that out of their bio. But just to give you perspective on you know if the nfl and these networks are really rolling with this thing the official nfl instagram put taylor swift in their bio now they're hoping that she'll do the same for them yeah like swifties are two and oh and people you know lost their bleep so the nfl is asking swifties or taylor herself to like retweet us hey man will you yeah give me a little help a little boost just hey, come help. on! Hey, you know what? No, they they're trying to get three hundred thousand more followers, like <laughs> Travis did. Last week we made light of the fact that Zeke knew our offense. That didn't and, seem like, and, it. and Will Greer had <laughs> had spent time behind him. Enemy is he still a patron? Enemy lines is Greer still a patron? I don't know. Is he still there? Well, judging by the starters' performance, they might not be releasing quarterbacks anytime soon. <laughs> right, although. Uh, Zappy, Zappy okay. did make a, Zappy made an appearance, but Zappy's finding out the NFL is not Conference USA. Before we get into here from Shadi and, and the little lighthearted stuff about Trey Lance, but the offense in general, and and as the day goes on, Jerry was on the fan yesterday, and he's going to talk about the offense and expectations of his quarterback and all that kind of stuff. Have we had a legitimate shot at this offense? And if so, what do you think of it? The Cowboys offense. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really good offense that has potential to be great if they figure out the red zone. I think it's they're really, really good, and I agree with Dak. If we do figure out this red zone stuff, we're going to be dangerous. I agree with that. So we like it. Yes. I think that everybody likes it except for, of course, the red zone. Shotty talked about uh, the offense. He also talked about you know, having Trey Lance in the locker room, whether there's any, any gold to be mined there. Trey knows a little bit about, you know, what they're doing. Yeah, you know, the cool thing is, you know, like I said, the team knows them well. I know them well from being in Seattle. Trey knows them well. But like like last week, it, it, it's, it, it's kind of in good fun and humor. Like we all, 
we all use pieces that we have in place, but we don't go too far into it. Uh, we can know exactly what they're going to do because they don't do too much, and, and they're still really, really tough to go against just because they're so talented. The play style that they have, the cool thing with San Francisco, the play styles never change. It doesn't matter who the coordinator is, whether it's D'Amico, uh, Robert, it, it doesn't matter. You know, with Steve coming in there, it, their play style is a lot like our defensive play style and how we try to play offensively. It's physical and up-tempo, and they run and they hit, and um, that's way more important than the scheme that they run. So um, we'll definitely talk to Trey. He knows a lot of the pieces going against them in practice, but um, it uh, doesn't always help uh, as we uh, learned yesterday. Shoddy uh, talking about his offense, his uh, third-string quarterback. and So basically what he's game. saying is, yeah, well, they're not going to get anything from Trey Lance that they don't already know. No, you know? it's silly. Now, there are little things. I know – and the brief time that I got to do radio with that win, who I think by most measures, and I think by everybody that I've met, is one of the more brilliant football minds ever to walk. I mean, he that legit, win, yeah. yeah. I mean, but from play to coaching, everybody just to a man, he loves him. He yeah. is a a brilliant football tacticianer, and he's the type. It's the conversations about tells, the little things that you really don't pay attention to as just a layman. You know, you just, I'm a football fan. Well, he's talking about things like, you know, when this guy dropped back, he would tap his pinky twice. And you're like, wow, that kind of stuff. He now pats I can the ball, see the guys that pat the ball, yeah. things like that, right? Now those little things Trey Lance can give you some insight to. Like, I remember this guy coming at me whenever his left eye twitched. I knew he was going, I mean, those kind of little things I do think matter. Kind of maybe where you can double move this guy. Yes, those things that you, so maybe, that okay. a guy can only see in practice over repetition, repetition. And go, oh, by the way, you know, that guy I've noticed is always a little weak going right. I, it, you don't see it in the film, but I've seen him enough to know he can be beat this way. I can just take that from, you know, when you play any sport with somebody and against somebody, you just know more about them so whether maybe the film tells you or not. So maybe a few idiosyncrasies that he could to give them, but for the most part, it's all on tape. Yeah, it don't matter. Film don't lie. And it's not like Shanahan's playbook is not Andy Reid's. No. You know, it's it's not Patrick Mahomes' uh, B-side. You know what I mean? It's it's a good 15 to 20 plays and that they know that, you know what, I don't care if you know. And, and we come, execute and we're going to be really, really good at it. Exactly. And that's what Kyle Shanahan takes great pride in. This is not a, 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 a crazy offense. It's a big offensive line with a shifty back and some huge wide receivers who could be running backs as well. That, right. And everybody gets the ball in space. It's just uh, whose turn is it this week? It was Ayuk's the last couple. But just because Debo hadn't been there don't mean he won't be back. And McCaffrey's been constant. I mean, McCaffrey's it is, been a monster. And, and if, you know, if I'm McCaffrey, excuse me, if I'm, you know, Shanahan, y'all have to prove to us you can stop the run. So uh, there's no need for me to try to get cute until the Cowboys can prove, like, well, unless they have a huge lead. But as we saw against Arizona, if it's close, they got to prove they can stop the run. And I, and all indications say this is going to be a close game, as the last two have been. And the Cowboys are going to have to prove that they can clog up the middle and stop McCaffrey and stop Debo and that zone blocking scheme. As we go through the day, it does appear that as you whittle down the issues and you start looking at the game itself, it comes down to a couple questions. Can Brock Purdy handle the pressure the Cowboys are going to bring? Because that's going to be the intent. What did we hear from Micah yesterday? Let's make him one-dimensional. Whatever that dimension is, let's make him go that way. And nobody pressures the Cowboys, uh, pressures a quarterback like the Cowboys. And, and Brock Purdy hasn't seen a lot of pressure. Can the Cowboys limit McCaffrey? As you said, can they stop the run? 
And finally, can Dak continue to protect the ball? I think if we can answer those three questions, we could probably come down to a winner. We can look at numbers, though, and as the day goes on, we will. Hey, coming back, let's hear from Jerry talking about the pressure and McCarthy talking about the uh, pressure of the game itself. It's prime time. It matters just how much. Cowboys talk coming. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. Hey, we got Chris Tucker tickets, and we're going to give them away just after the 7 o'clock hour. So hold on tight and keep your device close, which is, I guess, good advice at all times. Yeah, we all keep our device close. Uh, especially when the prizes are on the line. Absolutely. It's hard to... I don't know how you you, you, you you parse this game because I look at it like it's huge. I, I think this really is playoff game. It's a playoff with a safety net. It's like a big-time tournament where you can go into the loser's bracket. But make no mistake, you lose, you go into the loser's bracket if you're the Cowboys. I'm excited just from an entertainment standpoint. But other than that, after the whist, that final whistle blows in 60 minutes and both teams walk away, it's over. So it, you got to go hit the ball again, both teams. And I get it as a coach, you preach that. I do. I, I get it. And you don't want, especially if you lose. Well, but, Mike said it's not just another game. Let's hear from him. And I want you to decide, is, is, is this He's enough? Torn. He's yeah. torn. He's uh, torn. I think it's like uh, anything. You always want to be in balance. You know, I mean, it's obviously it's an important game. You know, you understand the history. I um, mean, there's obviously a lot of tradition uh, with this with this. With this game, so I mean, that's all part of it. Uh, you live, you live, you know, you live to play in these kind of games. Uh, you dream about these kind of games. So you don't want to make it bigger than it is. Uh, but you know, it's it's just not. A, it's just you know, the reality is, it's not just another game. Uh, Mike McCarthy yesterday speaking to the uh, the importance, and it is just week five, but it's not just another game. That's how he ended it. And but he seems torn. Do you get the sense that maybe behind? the the doors when the, when they're locked, there's they a little bit more of a they hype. Let's go get these. Yeah, they hype, they hype, uh, and I, I get it when the when you know the, a team's had your number, but the problem uh, the problem of it is is at the end of the day, one team has proven mm-hmm. that they they they've taken that next step. They've been to a Super Bowl. It was in 2020 or 2020, yeah, 2020, and they've been to an NFC title game just last season. The other team. Has not. So the other team, speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, you can win this game, but the world is going to tell you we'll do it again in December and January, then we can talk. San Fran, if they lose, they're like, well, they've proven it. You're right. So no big deal for San Fran. So again, I, you know, for Cowboy fan, I, I, you know, you've had a good life, but I feel bad for them because this is no way. You win the game, everybody's like, ah, so what? If you lose, you might see they, they own you. You still can't beat them. So there's there's no winning this week if you're a Cowboy fan out there at the water cooler. You know, you roll up Monday with your chest out and you you head into work for those that actually go into work still in 2023. And your buddy's going to be like, who gives a damn? So it's what? week five. Yeah, it's week five. And, they're, and you know, they've proven and y'all haven't. So y'all got to do it in January. The, it sucks. 
<laughs> but the appropriate level of uh, of respect is out there. Listen to Jerry talk about San Francisco. Notice he didn't look to the east. Make he looked no to the west. They're a tremendous team, outstanding defense, and uh, will challenge us as much as uh, anybody that, frankly, we've been challenged with this year or any other year. Uh, so they've uh, certainly got that. Uh, we, uh, uh, frankly, we need to worry about uh, execution and need to worry about ourselves and not so much about what they are because uh, they are right now uh, probably the uh, most likely team to uh, go in the Super Bowl. And, uh, but in mm. order for them say to win? get there, they've got to go by us, uh, hopefully two times. Uh, if that's the way it falls in the playoffs, and we're in the playoffs, of course. But the bottom line is that uh, uh, you you're playing the best. Uh, this is a, uh, a certainly uh, you don't need the game to tell you that you're playing the best, but you need the game to uh, show you uh, how you stack up against the best. That's Jerry yesterday on the fan. I'll restate that. The bottom line is you're playing the best. You don't need the game to tell you you're playing the best, but you need the game to show you how you stack up against the best. Parson, but I'll tell yeah. you. And he said, you know, because they are right now the most likely team to go win the Super Bowl. Not Philly. Now, is that needling his team? Is that passing the pressure, to giving them all the pressure? I, I, I don't know how to take that. To win? I mean, to, it's one thing to say to get, but to say to win? I think he gave his coach some slack. I, I, hey, man, this is a, these guys look like they're the so Super Bowl champs. If, if you were losing week five. So you, know, if you lose to this team, is no big deal. Is that what you're telling I'm me? I'm just saying, Jerry didn't come out and, and say what I what he probably would have said in the past. Like, this is a big game. We need to beat these guys. I think it goes back to what we talked about on Tuesday. Like, look, I think from Jerry's standpoint and from McCarthy's standpoint, like, well, the reality is it's not just another game, but at the same time, we don't want to put all of our chips in, lose, and then kill the confidence of the team. Now, and I don't even think that That's, would happen because I think this is a veteran locker room that understands it's just one game, and I don't think they would lose their confidence. But Jerry and Mike McCarthy are kind of playing it close to the vest. Like, look, well, yeah, we want to go out there and win this game, but we're not going to put all of our chips in the table in an, in an October game and then feel like we're just deflated. Or defeated when we got a really tough schedule coming up over the next few weeks. So we got to, regardless what happens, we got to get up off the mat and get back at it the, the very next week. There's some talk, and it's starting to percolate. I heard a national dude, and I know it'll it'll begin and really explode on Monday if the 49ers do win. Of Brock Purdy being an MVP worthy candidate. Let me think about that. You can't throw that at me this early. I'm, I'm, Let me think about that. They're talking about Brock, given what he has done as a potential MVP candidate. Now, he's seeking his 10th consecutive regular season win as a starter. Okay. Uh, it would tie Mike Tomzak and Mike Livingston for the second longest regular season streak by winning quarterbacks to begin their career in the Super Bowl era. 15 consecutive wins is the record. That's Ben Roethlisberger. Tom Zach, wasn't he a bear? I think he was. Mike Livingston. I couldn't tell you who Mike Livingston no is off the street. No clue. At 10, they both are tied. And Brock Purdy at 9. Yeah, Brock Purdy, what is that, plus 4,500? Or is that mi minus 2,000 plus 4,500? Yes. Is that what that says? Yes. Uh, oh, no, this year is plus 2,000. Wow. 
How is that? All right, whatever. I mean, whatever. Is, so if if you what? can talk Jalen Hurts, why can't you talk Brock Purdy? They're doing the same damn thing. There's a lot of quarterbacks that you got to put in there. Then. Yes. I, yes. We're going we're gonna to throw Purdy in there. And, and keep in mind, what Jalen Hurts did was fantastic, and he still lost. They still gave it to Mahomes. <laughs> so he had a great year, his best year as a pro, and he still didn't, and it still wasn't enough. So do There's, with that what you may. The, you know, I hate the fact that people would know how much I get paid. Oh, it's annoying, especially for your friends and family. I mean, everybody knows how much you get paid if you're the head football coach at a primary university. We know for a fact that Nick Saban is making at least, and there's a lot more coming in mailbox money, $11.4 million a year as the head coach at Alabama. Well-earned, he's probably underpaid at that. Brian Kelly, on the other hand, the head coach at LSU, is paying $9.9 million, and that's about $9 million too much, if you ask a lot of Tiger fans. We're going to look at the up and down the high-paid list of head football coaches, see whether they're worthy or not. Don't forget, I got Chris Tucker tickets to give away just after 7 o'clock. Jerry's speaking like crazy, and oh my goodness, the NBA has begun. And guess who came to work? We'll talk about the NBA, too. Sixers got everybody in the, in the, oh. in the house. James, James set an alarm, showed up for work yesterday. Hey, hold on tight. We're talking college football next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at noon. I, I love play, play San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R. Here on San Antonio Sports. So, hey, we thank everybody for jumping in and doing those uh, responsible things for our listeners, like uh, liking and sharing all of our YouTube stuff. Let everybody know you're a proud listener. You're P1. Uh, we're graded on that stuff. Lots of new folks. We're glad everybody's signing on on a regular. It's really booming, and we're glad you're there. Uh, tell a friend. Make thank sure you. Yeah, you got any of those dots, those uh, Google things around your house? You know, oh, you can no, just, no, like, no. walk by them and say, hey, uh, play uh, San Antonio Sports I need, Star. I need to get with it's, 2023. I don't have you don't any have of any of those dots in your house. None. I think it, nothing makes me as a 57 year old man who has his baby pictures are in black and white. To tell you how far <laughs> I have come to be able to walk into a room and just speak out loud to tell the 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 air around me to turn the TV on or to turn the lights down or do something cool like Hey, Alexa, turn the lights red. And it does. To me, that's Jetson stuff, the likes of which. No, it is. You're, you're 100% right. It's, and, you know, and I don't even bat an eye when I'm downloading mega files and using my phone to do intricate banking transactions. But if I can walk into a room and tell the Alexa to turn on the lights, I have uh, no, it's catapulted cool. into the future. I need to get with the times. But I have no Alexa, no None of that. Once you go, man, once you, you, you we'll never go back. Then, then I'm at other people's houses and I walk into their house and I'm telling it to, hey, hey the light's a little bright in here. You can't come in my house talking to my well, Alexa. See, you got your own. Don't come in my house and grab the remote or talk to my Alexa. No. Don't do that. See, you can whisper to the Alexa. <laughs> I know where my remote is. That is, you know, that is the ultimate in disrespect. It's the ultimate. To turn somebody's channel. Yeah, turn somebody's channel or tell somebody how much, uh, how much juice you got on your, on your charger. Like, don't worry about it. My damn charger. 
Well, you worried about well, how much juice I got? It's mine. Go get your own damn charger. Remember when I don't know which? It wasn't an Apple phone. It was another phone that came up with the thing that where you could share like fifteen percent of your battery power with somebody if they needed it. Where the hell did? It, where was I when this was going well, on? It, they I tried that. it and oh, they okay. thought that would be a good ad campaign, and everybody saw that. Like I ain't giving up none of my juice. No, I'm not giving you fifteen percent. I'm not going to just lay my phone on yours and give you power. That's no, your problem. Ab- absolutely not. I might need that. Yeah, for sure. I might need a picture taken. Uh, there is a list that has been uh, released by those over on Bleacher Report of all of the uh, high-end uh, college football coaches uh, across the length and breadth of the United States. Nick Saban comes in at number one. He gets paid $11.4 million. Dabo Swinney at 10-8. Okay. Kirby Smart at Georgia at 10-7. Okay. All national champions. All well-deserved. I don't think anybody's quibbling with those. Ryan Day at Ohio State, he's the captain of a big old boat. I give him $10.2 million. Okay. Uh, Brian Kelly, the most recent member of the club, signed with LSU two years ago and at $9.9 million and has not paid off. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with, with Brian Kelly, I'm going to go quarterback. I'm going to go market because he was coming from Notre Dame. If he was coming from Cincinnati, I don't think 9-9 would have been justified. But few playoff trips coming from a school as prestigious as Notre Dame, you kind of have to pay that. And they were in a bad, bad situation down there in LSU. So they had to make that splash higher. But right now, no, the 9-9 don't look good. But he, I mean, what, is this his second year? Second year. It's only his second year, Rob. Give, give him a break, man. Oh, yeah, he showed up and that team didn't have any talent. That's right. He's got to bring talent in. Uh, I forgot oh, you going LSU there? didn't have a whole lot of pros on that team. Hell, they're putting 15 dudes in the league a year. You better roll in there and win eight games. Roll in there and win eight. You lost to A&M last year. You lost to A&M last year. That's last year. Because of how the, the season went for A&M last year, yeah, that's... You see what happened to him last weekend? Who was at Ole Miss? Yeah. Yeah, Ole Miss dog-walked them. Uh, next, that's the higher echelon. Uh, next coming in at the nine million dollar level, Jimbo, Mark Stoops at Kentucky, Josh Heupel, <sighs> all right at nine. Jimbo's at nine point one. Mark's at nine point oh one. Josh is at nine. Lane Kiffin also at nine. Lane Kiffin's making nine million. Yes, it's SEC baby. The the grass is tall. Mark Stoops and Lane Kiffin making nine million each is a travesty. That is a travesty that those two guys are making nine million dollars a year. It is. Mike McCarthy don't make nine million. No. Okay. NFL coaches do not make what college coaches make. Yeah. Much different life. Hey, coming back, a lot to get into. Spurs are talking. Trey Jones says some things, and we're going to listen to him very, very closely. Training camp has begun. The rock is in use, and we are all over it. We'll be right back. It's R and R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. How you feeling today? You ready to lay some money this weekend? I hope you had a profitable weekend over at BetUS.com. But the good news is, if you were new there this weekend, I hope you took advantage of those thirty free bet protected bets. You know, as bet protect is in place. You know why? Because well. BetUS has been around for 30 years. They're the only book that Rudy and I endorse. It's the only book I've ever endorsed here at San Antonio Sports Star because I absolutely trust them with the most important thing I got. That's my money. And when I win, I want to get paid. And not once, not once have I ever had to wait. Now, if you go to BetUS.com for the first time today, go to BetUS.com. Uh, you can get yourself signed up, get 125% bonus on all the money you transfer into play. If you're bringing crypto, try 200%. That is their money that you can play with. If you like the casino games, you got 250%. You also, 
I have the bet protect. Find out, man. This is a great way. To, you know, you're looking for, uh, I'm looking at that 45 over under with the Cowboys. Maybe I'll throw the bet protect in there and kind of protect myself in case they don't score as much as I think they're going to score. That's why I like betus.com. Go there today. Take advantage of it. Make the call 1 800 MyBetUS. Either way, get betus.com. It's where the game begins. Texas A&M football is on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Saturday at 1.30 p.m. It's the Aggies and Bama in an SEC battle. Presented by Ewald Kubota. Just Potts. ABC Home and Commercial Services. The Angry Elephant. Airtron Heating and Air Conditioning. And 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. It's football season and the Roo Pub is kicking off their 10-year anniversary party. Over the past decade, the Roo Pub has proven to be the best place to watch a game with those three massive 170-inch screens and TVs all around. College football, pro football, the games are on at the Roo. Aggie fans, every game will be on with sound. And when you show up at the Roo Pub, show up hungry. The food is fantastic. Celebrating 10 years, the Roo Pub next to the Angry Elephant, 281 in Redland Road. We'll see you at the Roo. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-9313. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-9313. That's 800-575-9313. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh, the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R because that's Rudy and I'm Rob. We're smart like that. Easy E, Edwin Hafner on the other side of the double pane. We're playing basketball here in San Antonio. Training camp has begun in earnest. Uh, let's talk with uh, Trey Jones here in a minute. We're going to hear from him. We're going to hear from the owner of your Dallas Cowboys. We'll look around the league. What did he have to say? He has to say anything? Who, Jerry? I'm kidding. Of course he had something to say. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It, well, I just saw the scroll on the four-letter. You got to go through us. But first, as the Spurs get busy on the heels of uh, what I saw was the anonymous $140 million man, uh, Devin Vassell. We, we talked a little bit about it. It's certainly something he doesn't want to talk about, but kid got paid. And now when you see the picture of the Spurs, you see four dudes. You see Wimby. You see right. Devin. You see Keldon and, uh, uh, who, and, and Jeremy. Those are your four. That's the, uh, those are the four musketeers. Now there's gotta be a fifth, right? There's gotta be a dude to, uh, we call them point guards. I don't know if that's a thing anymore in the modern NBA. 
Is it? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Is Trey Jones the uh, a point guard in the in the the sense that you want for this team? Solid backup. I, Plays good defense. See, that's the that's going to be the narrative, right? <laughs> Solid backup. I'm not trying to. It's not just, a bad thing. It's not. You know, I'm not trying to disrespect. Well, the kid. well, no. What I'm trying to get to is the mentality that this kid is facing because he knows he's not a fool. He wants Duke. No, he and and that's a good thing about players like Trey. You yeah, know? you are a placeholder, but the more you put, the better you play, the longer you'll be this guy. Right, and it's all. It also comes down to just like you know. That regardless what role you give to Trey, he's going to be okay with it. Exactly. It's good to have guys like Trey around, especially when you're dealing with the black hole of attention that will be Wimby, and when oh. you're dealing with the spotlight of this dude, you got to have a guy like Trey Jones who's just ready to come to work. He talked about having Wimby as a teammate. You know, the most humble, um, the most humble guy you know around here, uh, most down to earth. Um, you know, he puts the team first. And he's just been really easy to to work with so far. Um, you know, he's shown up to all the events. Um, he's always having fun. He's not making anything about himself. And, you know, obviously with all the attention he's getting and, you know, all the pressure and everything that, you know, that's come with um, him being the number one pick and, you know, biggest um, prospect we've ever seen, you know, his head could get big for sure. But, you know, so far... And it's everything we've heard that, you know, he's real down to earth and, you know, real even kill. Being the star sucks. <laughs> like, damn. Well, so not it only, don't suck that bad. Not only do I have to come in and change the direction of the entire franchise, win a championship, y'all also want me to be humble <laughs> while I'm doing it. And we want you to win 37 more games yeah, than we won last and year. show up to all the events, smile, laugh, don't make it about you, make you feel... Good about your insecurities by downplaying myself. Like, damn, I'm 19. You know what most 19 year olds are doing? Asking their parents for gas money. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, good Lord. Like, hey, be the star. Get us to the play in. Oh, but by the way, while you're doing it, make me feel good about myself and be humble and, and, and turn down your light. Dim your light for us, Wimby, and make us feel comfortable about our insecurities. Damn. I, Being I a star and all this cracked up to be. And now he's going to have to put it on the floor. We're going to have to see what we've been promised. We got about, what, 25 to 30 minutes of example in Vegas. Nothing more than that. Well, see, that. remember the first game in Vegas? It was like, hey, what the hell was that? Then they were like, okay, you know what? Let's let him redeem himself, show him that he really is him, and then we're going to shut him down. And that's exactly what they did. Like, game two of the summer league, he went off, did his thing, then, looked like what we thought he was going to look like. Then they were like, all right, go to go back to San Antonio, start gaining weight. And we, we know what we've seen internationally, but I have no idea how it will translate into the game. Trey talked about a Wimby's game. Yeah, he had a one-legged um, pull-up mid-range and one. Um, hit a game-tying three at the end of the scrimmage. It was against my team, so that's not fun, yeah. but... Um, it's good that you know he's getting it going here early. Good, good pick so far. <laughs> yeah, I'd <would> say so. <laughs> I, I need to know who who contested a Wimby pull up so I can curse at him. Yeah, just play good defense. Put your hands up. What do you? You're not blocking Wimby shot. Like who who jumped and fouled him on this and one? Like again, if it's at the rim, I get it. You got to be physical at the at, at the rim. But he said one legged pull up. And one. I'm like, who the hell 
decided to try and block Wimby's one-legged pull-up. Hope springs eternal. Yeah, that's you never a, know. That's a dumbass foul, whoever that was. Some of the greatest games ever played are scrimmage games. Um, The 92 Dream Team scrimmage comes to mind. I can think of every team I've ever been on. Yeah, the scrimmage. Some of the most fun, most intense games I've ever played. The UCLA runs are very intense out there in UCLA during the summer with NBA players. I think a lot of the Drew League when the when the pros show up. Yeah, pickup games. It no, gets, not pickup. I'm talking about inter squad. Oh scrimmage. yeah, well, still, I'm talking about. I want your right. job, a man on man. I know exactly what you're going to do. Um, I know the plays you're going to run. Those are the most intense things I've ever been a part of. One that comes to mind: Jimmy Butler with the third stringers in Minnesota. Telling Carl Anthony Towns that they the telling the GM you paid him you should have paid me that comes to mind. <laughs> That's what he went three stooges on the whole team. Yeah, <laughs> Bip, pop, pop, yeah he was pop. like, give me the third stringer that wouldn't beat Carl Anthony Towns in the gang. I was like, yo, <laughs> y'all better pay me. You know, I mean, and needless, needless to say, he moved on to Miami. Yeah, you, you talked about what the expectations are for for him, and you know, dim your light, and and at the same time. <laughs> We need you to do what the other two guys have done before you got here. Oh, my gosh. Don't do this. That's coming. And and then the idea, okay, if it's not just us, let's look around the rest of the league. We want you to do things that only four guys in the history of the NBA have done. Now, unfortunately, two of them have been with the Spurs, and that's making an all-NBA team as a rookie. Uh, Dave how, and Tim made all-NBA? Uh, as, as their rookies make all-NBA. It's not commonplace. David and Tim both did it as rookies, 97-98 uh, for uh, Tim. David did it in 89-90. Only two other dudes have ever done that, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. <laughs> you better do it, Wimby. So so what are we asking him? Be all NBA, your be rookie. Be humble, but also be Tim Duncan, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan. All Man. over the one. That's all we're asking. But the, the difference in all those guys there, Rob, they were all in their 20s. Boom. The league's different. We, we know that. Tim played all 82 games his rookie season, was selected to play in the first All-Star game, and won Rookie of the Year, averaged 21, 12, and 3. Now, as big dude, as, come on. Dude, as like, big a shadow as you got, you don't ain't do, that big. Don't do this. Don't do this to Victor. Don't do this to Victor. Tim had played, come off four years at Wake Forest. Like, don't do this to Victor. Please don't. David Robinson's rookie year, 24 points, 12 boards, four blocks, 82 games, and was it first? And was an All Star and one Rookie of the Year. Come on, man! According to ESPN Analytics, the NBA uh, it appears Wimby has a fifty five percent chance to be an All Star. The thing that stands out to me with Tim and Davis the eighty two. I just don't see the Spurs allowing Victor to play eighty two. Uh, yes, I think that's going to be a problem. I think he'll reach the threshold. I mean, you, you kind of got to get that. What is it? 60, 65. 65 games. I think we'll see 65 hard-fought basketball games. That's that's it. So you got him sitting 17? I bet there is a calendar already in place with games with X's and games with circles. That's the travesty at 19. At 19, that is no bueno. We got we, we, we You know, we're going to talk about Kawhi. At least Kawhi's got two Finals MVPs under his belt with his load management. What Wimby? Came, what? When, when did he play last season? Thirty-five games? Was it something like that? Well, man, you better get his ass on the floor and play. All them damn yoga stretching and feet stretching and walking around barefooted and plyometrics. What is all that for? If we not gonna push him? Uh, you know, we know that he will. You know, be an atypical. Now I know he wants to play. He said that. Yes. He wants to be out And, and I would expect that. But I, I will say this. After what we've seen with guys of his stature, 
with Chet last year and his foot. Knee issues with these big dudes. Foot issues seem to be a constant issue. I think more than most, you would be justified in sitting a guy who appeared by every measure to be healthy. You know, you could just go, this guy's 7'3 and still growing, man. It's, oh, you feel like you can justify I think it. you could go to the NBA and go, we're just not going to play him and we're not going to lie to you. But this is uncharted territory. This we don't. We're trying to keep this guy healthy for our benefit, but also for the league's benefit. I think you'd get some just some instead of some clap back like he ain't even hurt. Well, dude, this guy's seven three, and we think he's going to be seven five in the next two years. I think he's going to add two more two more inches. He's only nineteen. Maybe we shouldn't be running this guy eighty two games or seventy five games. Maybe sixty five is enough for a nineteen year old. We say the same thing about high schoolers and curveballs. We yeah, just too don't many do throws. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so maybe you, we should be saying the, the same thing they about do, miles on a nineteen-year-old. They do the pitch count for sure. So I, I think you would be justified, although it wouldn't really feed the bulldog at the end of the day. As far as we, Wimby will not play in front of an empty seat this year. See, that's the thing with Wimby because they're they're gonna they're gonna put him in that tier of superstar, and that's why this whoever this Dell company is and the Sixth Street company, y'all might pay y'all gonna have to pay a few fines for us. A couple times, pay a couple hundred grand a couple times if we're going to do this with them. I got home yesterday and was out for my morning walk. Nice. And, and ran into some new neighbors, and we're just kind of all standing around talking. And one of them uh, is new here, had been living in Illinois and had been a Bulls fan. And it was a Bulls fan. And had listened to me, uh, us yesterday. And he, he, oh, really? He brought up the fact that I said, don't trust the process. There should be no process. Yeah, you said that's a crutch. That, that, that's a crutch that you hide behind it. And he brought up the Bulls. And the Bulls are a team that have, have brought talent in. Talent has cycled through that door. They've come and they've gone. They've, right. they, they haven't gotten the right talent, and they haven't had guys around long enough to even begin a process. But he brought up the fact that, like, don't wait, Spur fan. There is no next year we're going to get that piece. And there is no year after that we're going to get that piece. Because yeah. those pieces, you don't know what those, the pieces you got are going to do. You cannot rely on long-term. He's like, I'm excited to be here right now because I want this to be something cool. I've been, he was military type, said, I've traveled all over the world, and I've run into, you know, you follow the I mean, Spurs because they were that big. I want to be here and be a part of this. Philly, look at Philly. They haven't even gotten to an Easter Conference final and trusted the quote-unquote process for, what, six years? And they can't even get to an ECF. So expectations We need to reinforce that this is a matter of now. It is, and from what I'm hearing, it's starting to sound like a Popovich coach team. When I when I hear from Trey yesterday, when I hear from Vassell yesterday, the word that both that I keep hearing over and over is defense, and that's when I know. Okay, oh, now we've entered Spurs. Now we've entered where that what they are and what the culture is. You talk about Heat culture, Spurs culture is. We're going to run a very intricate defense, and that's what we're going to lay our hat on, and we're not going to foul people, and it's going to keep us in games. And that's what you heard from both uh, Devin Vassell and Trey Jones yesterday. So it's starting to sound like a pop team. It's starting to sound like a team that expects and wants to win. How much time are we going to give them is really the question. To, what, to get to I what? I mean, when are we going to start asking and expecting wins? I don't think we're going to expect them immediately. I think we're going to allow the four. To kind of find their way. And when I say the four, one of the four that gets to stand up as the future is going to come off the bench. One of those four is coming off the bench. And and as Pop said at media day yesterday, I haven't thought about it. 
But if Manu Ginova can come off the bench, anybody on this team can. Who is the most likely candidate to do so? Who would you put off the bench, and who would you put in there as that fifth? Where do you see your rotations going? Let's talk about that and the rest of the NBA. As James Harden came to work, the Sixers got a full compliment, at least for a bit. Hold on tight. The NBA gumbo, she is warming up, and we're talking about it next. You're on R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R here on The Star, and we got the stars coming to you. His name is Chris Tucker. And you know this. I'm skeptical. I, I like him in Rush Hour. Uh, I was like him say, in Friday. I, I, there's three movies that come to mind when I hear I, I think of him. It's, it's, a, it's a Rush Hour. It's Friday. And then there was that weird space movie. Yeah, that one. He was in Dead Presidents as well as oh, a heroin yeah. addict. Um him as a junkie, I didn't. Hey, you know what? I liked him in uh, the Jordan movie, Air. Oh, he played uh, Iowa coach, Raveling, right? No, no. He oh. was in the building with Phil Knight, like as the manager or agent or something. He was in the building with Phil Knight, remember? Yeah, but th- that was George Raveling. Eventually, he became. Oh, I, I think, okay, I think he played Raveling. Yeah, in the, yeah, within in the, the movie, movie, he wasn't a coach yet. No, not yet. Okay. Well, I think he was like somebody. Anyway, I think he played Raveling. That's right. I don't think of him as a serious actor. But anyway. I don't uh, think of him as a, as a stand-up. I know that. But, hey, go check him out. I got some tickets. I just want to be able to tell you where it is if I had my paperwork in front of me. Uh, get on the phone, 656-3776, 656-ESPN, because Chris Tucker is coming to your beautiful, majestic theater on November the 2nd. And if you're caller number five, number five, you're going to check out the Legend Tour 23 with Chris Tucker coming soon to the Majestic on November the 2nd. For tickets, if you don't win them now, you can go to LiveNation.com. That's caller number 5 to 656-3776-656-ESPN. Uh, the NBA, of course, back to work, work and the James Harden showed up yesterday. He's here. Wait till you hear Zach Lowe. Uh, yeah, you got it? Yeah, we got That's it. Cool. Wait till you hear Zach Lowe talk what about uh, James Harden coming to work. You're like this. My reaction, my reaction to that, that the guy's going to show up and maybe not be a member of the team in a full-fledged sense, here's my reaction. (laughs) This is inevitable. (laughs) He has to show up. The only reason he's showing up is because there's a clause in the CBA, a very obscure one, that says if he withholds services for 30 days in the last year of his contract, the Sixers can block him from entering free agency at the end of the season. He was always going to show up. He has to show up, and he was always going to potentially not be, as Woj put it, a full-fledged member of the roster. So showing up to me means nothing until he shows exactly what level of commitment he's going to have to the team. So he just skipped me today because he didn't want to answer questions. Right. But he was always going to show up because to. of that clause. Like, yeah, the last year of his contract. Appreciate that little fun fact, Mr. Lowe. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I kind of figured that's why when I say, oh, he, we, of course, I was like, you know, of course he did. I'm sure there was some type of fine, but I didn't know they could block him from entering free agency. So, yeah, he gets no credit whatsoever for showing up to work for a job or that pays you $35 million a year, by the way. Um, If you're Nick Nurse trying to re- oh. revamp this thing, right. do you even want him in the building? <laughs> Dude, I'd rather you stayed home. I think, you know, I remember John Wall, They the Rockets did this with John Wall, where they were paying him $40 million, but they said, hey, we don't want you just, around these kids. Uh, just stay home. I could see that. 
because I got stuff to do, and Harden is not going to be a part of it. And the longer he's they did here, it, you know, matter of fact, they did it. The Philly did it pretty much with Ben Simmons in a way as right, well. You, just, you can stay away. Like, peace out, bro. Like just it's toxic. We still have. We still got to go play games. We got to worry about Boston, who just got Drew Holiday. We got to worry about the Bucks, who just got Dame Lillard. Miami Heat got you know Perm Jimmy Butler. We got we got business to tend to, man. Just just go away. I so got. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Nurse got his own problems. But Last Maury, thing I need is you, Maury. I mean, it's, it still come down to Maury. If Maury, you know, this comes a a tinkling contest where Maury's like, no, dude, you're gonna just. I'm just gonna make you sit here. But then, do you really make him just sit there? Or do you try to get even though James Harden value is way down, way down. But whatever you can get is still better than just watching him walk out the door. So as Maury, like I know you're upset. He called you a liar. You you you're hurt. You gave him three hundred million, and he's trashing you. You still got to take care of business, and business says the business smart part of it says trade him and get whatever something what something. Something is better than nothing. I let because uh, you can't get much. If, if I'm Nurse, if I'm uh, Maury, I let Joel and Bead make the decision. You tell me exactly yeah, what because right want now me to I got to start making Joel happy. Whatever you want me to do is exactly what I will do. You will be part of every decision here because you don't handle this right. Everybody's gone. Yeah, you, you lose it. You lose everybody. Or did he show up in the fat suit? Not did, he, yet. did he bring the fat suit? Not out? yet. No? See, that's the problem. If he shows up in the fat suit, nobody will trade for him. He's got to have oh. to stay skinny. Okay. But he can't play, so he's just gonna have to look good walking in and out. <laughs> look at some of these pictures of the fat suit underneath the t-shirt. Hey, coming back. While that uh, Philadelphia team's got some questions to answer, there's the other team in green. They're pretty good. Jerry doesn't seem to rank him as high as a lot of us do. Wait till you hear who Jerry thinks is headed toward the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC as the Cowboys and the 49ers come up. We hear from the owner and general manager. Well, that's next. You're on R&R, and Jerry's speaking here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Mike McCarthy Show every Friday morning at 7 and 9 with R&R in the morning. I'm all about winning, so when it has to do with winning, then it's part of our operation, our, our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. We're glad you're with us today. And for those that are with us all day long, we got all kinds of prizes. It pays to listen to us all day, every day. I got so much paperwork in front of me. I got to find what I need to find here. Uh, we've got Shine Down tickets. You got like I, 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 it's, it's I crazy got, over there today. I, I, it got out of hand. The sig, because of the sig, <laughs> and I'm trying to get it out of the way. It, you know, you watch TV types, and they always have different colors of paper in front of them. Like there's pink piece, and you know that's that's first one thing. And what you need, we don't have that. We just got white. Uh, so I got Chris Tucker, Tucker tickets that we just gave away. We're giving away a fifty dollar McDonald's gift card. At some point between now and 9.54 You get a couple PM. family packs with that? I've got uh, WWE SmackDown tickets that I will be giving away in the next 15 minutes. They're coming to our beautiful Frost Bank Center on Friday, October the 20th, less than a week away. This is a hot ticket, and I got some. So hold on. Before the end of this segment, before we hit, we're finished with Jerry, we're giving away some SmackDown tickets. You good with that, Edwin? 
He ain't got uh, no choice. No, he does, actually. Yeah, he does. He, he got a whip and a chair over there. Yeah, he does. Uh, Jerry was on uh, the fan yesterday for his usual. And, uh, of course, we know what San Francisco the boogeyman. We can't beat him. We haven't been able to beat him. Playoffs, doesn't matter. We, we, we can't beat him. Uh, Jerry talked about the quality of the team that they're getting ready to play and uh, how they're going to get back at them after the defeat, uh, the difficult defeat, especially last year. First of all, the matchup itself. This is Jerry. Make no mistake about it. They're a tremendous team, outstanding defense, and uh, will challenge us as much as uh, anybody that, frankly, we've been challenged with this year or any other year. Uh, So they've uh, certainly got that. Uh, We, uh, uh, frankly, we need to worry about uh, execution and need to worry about ourselves and not so much about what they are because uh, they are right now uh, probably the uh, most likely team to uh, go in the Super Bowl. And, uh, mm-hmm. But in order for them to get there, they've got to go by us, uh, hopefully two times, uh, if that's the way it falls in the playoffs, and we're in the playoffs, of course. But the bottom line is that uh, uh, you, you're playing the best. Uh, this is a, uh, a certainly uh, you don't need the game to tell you that you're playing the best. But you need the game to uh, show you uh, how you stack up against the best. Why no mention of the Eagles? <laughs> no, nah, I because I, I, look, when he talks about them having to go by Dallas, I mean that you could have possibly have to go by both. I mean, because last year they had to get through both. They now they made it through the Cowboys, but they weren't able to make it past the Eagles. Brock Purdy tore his his had Tommy John situation going on, so they weren't able to beat the Eagles, but. I mean, we all know it's coming down to three teams. Um, I, I, I got, I got Seattle at the in the driveway as the as the fourth the fourth best team in the NFC. Hmm. Not at the door, hmm. not knocking, but I have Seattle in the driveway. Now, a lot of that hinges on what's going on with Geno Smith, but Seattle, when you got you know Tyreek Woolen, who was all world, if not for Sauce Gardner, he's defensive rookie of the year. And then they just had another rookie that just had a 99-yard pick six yesterday uh, on Sunday. They've quietly built up a nice little roster. They got a bunch of receivers over there. And, uh, hell, isn't Jigba back yet? I know he got he had gotten hurt. So I got Seattle that just turned into the driveway. Haven't gotten out the car. They can't come in the house with Philly, San Fran, and the Cowboys. They're but a they distant are, fourth. They're in the driveway. They're in a distant fourth. Uh, they, I, I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't um, it's sitting in your seat where you're sitting, where you well, are. I'd as say a cow- the, the best of the rest. Where, where, you, where you are. Now, San Fran and Philly can say that. Yes. Now, where you're sitting. What do you mean where, we, where, where, where I'm sitting? Where you're sitting, I wouldn't call Seattle a distant fourth. You haven't proven to be that much better than Seattle. Uh, what happened last week? What do you mean what happened I mean, last week? We held Belichick to three points. No, I'm just saying I, I wouldn't in a, in a playoff setting. I we. wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, you're supposed to say we. Yeah, I would say us. Us. I'm a Cowboy fan now. I forgot. I just turned over. That's right. We brought you yeah, in. Yeah, yesterday. I'm over. I'm, well, I, I already switched over. That's right. We're glad you're here. Both teams. What? Oh, they do play this year. What? November? Yeah, what we is get that? them. November they 30th. Get, they get each other. Well, how the hell do they play November? That's one of them short weeks after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, man, I wouldn't. Hey, hey, now we ain't that much better than Seattle. 
We're better, but not much. You, you say distant fourth. I would say the I'll, best of the rest. I really, I'm giving them flowers. I really am. I'm not trying to downgrade them, but no, I do think it's the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Eagles, and then everybody else, and they're on top of that. That's what, and the NFC. That's how would, you, I, how would you rank the top three? Rank them right now. It's San Francisco, Cowboys, and uh, Eagles. I, I think that the separator between the Eagles and the Cowboys is I do think that the Eagles, the Cowboys' takeaways on defense is the separator. Uh, that's the only difference between the Even two. Even though one team's undefeated, and then yeah, I'm getting, you're right. I mean, it's hard. It's it's one. It's no, two I, and two. No, I got you. But I think if I if I stack up your that power defense, rankings right now in the NFC are San Fran, Dallas, and Philly. Philly. Seattle, that who's was, your fifth? The Detroit, right there, right Ooh, there. Damn, uh, yeah, that's another team that the Dallas Cowboys play this year. You are you you confident that the Cowboys are better than Detroit? Shoot, they no, no. On okay. any given Sunday, I mean, you we could do that. Um, yeah, they're better than Detroit, okay. all in all. But Detroit brings that physicality, the kind of thing that. Yeah, I think if, you're right with Detroit. We, I, I would have told you it would be New Orleans, but. Well, Tampa's staring at us three and one, but I don't believe in Tampa after what I saw against yeah. them against Philly. You know, Philly ain't even playing well and and, and beat them beat them easily. Yeah. So, but I would have told you it'd be New Orleans sitting at that Seattle spot or that Detroit spot. But yeah, so far Seattle. I mean, but New, New Orleans hasn't New, lived up to the no, billing. They're the biggest disappointment so far. And when you ask Jerry about his team, about what they had last year versus this year, he kind of agrees, or I agree with him. The defense is the separator. I like our defense. I think we're playing uh, uh, better than we played, and we've been playing some pretty good defense last few years. But I like our defense, and um, uh, frankly. Uh, the, this is the best I've felt about our offense uh, this year, mm. uh, certainly during training camp or any time. And so uh, uh, I think if we will uh, do uh, what uh, we can do the best, and that is maximize what we're doing with Dak uh, and uh, execute. And we were able to execute the other day. They were letting us do some stuff and out there on those corners that uh, uh, really gave us some wind. And uh, we're going to need some wind early. Wind in the sails, Rudy. And, um, uh, but there's, there's uh, let me back up. Okay. Uh, there, there's uh, no reason, uh, physically, no reason scheme-wise that we shouldn't go out there and play well enough to win a football game. No reason. Okay. Now, there's a, a number I want to bring up here that I think we should talk a little bit more about, something that hadn't been brought up. And this is kind of like deep in the stats kind of stuff. Okay. You know, we, we, we see the 49ers, and we look at them and go, well, McCaffrey, CMC. And if it's not McCaffrey, it could be Debo. I mean, we're gonna, they're going to run. They're going to try IU, to run the ball. It could ball. be, it could be yeah, a like, lot well, of things, a lot of weapons. Well, the, you know, running the ball is where they, you look at the Cowboys and go, they can't stop the run. And we could we could dispute whether they had to or could or did okay. or even you know even had to try very hard against New England to stop the run because quite frankly New England was behind from the get go and was having to throw the ball so I don't know if I can take away that they are defensive stoppers but let's get away from run defense real quick all right the Cowboys defense has been one of the best in the NFL since Quinn got there but one area that they've struggled in is yak yards after catch making the tackles they don't tackle well. San Francisco leads the NFL in yak reception since 2021 and ranks fifth in total yards after the catch. The Cowboys, on the other hand, 
are terrible at, at yak. They give up. Right now, they're 21st in the league in giving up yards after the catch, despite the fact of having one of the top defenses. If you can catch it, they don't make the tackle. And some of that is stripping. They're trying to grab That's the ball is, right. instead of making the tackle. Well, while the takeaways have gotten them to where they need to be as the top defense, this week, maybe you sacrifice the strip for the tackle. Just get the man down because like they will matriculate. So pay close attention to how the Cowboys tackle in space instead of maybe stripping. But the thing is... Don't you just remain who you are, and you'll, don't, they relay they lay their hat on takeaways. So do you do you want to switch that up for this week? I just do. for this week, just because great every, point. Every week has its own story, and I'm with you, Rob. I wouldn't mind them saying, "Hey, the, you know what? This week, fellas, we're securing the tackle. Just hold them to five instead of trying to get the turnover. Right. Just make the tackle." I, I like that game plan this week. I, now, I don't know if Dan Quinn's going to do that. I don't know if Dan Quinn's going to be like, hey, you know, we just got to do what we do. But I wouldn't mind seeing them switch that up. It's a matter of how you def- decide to defend it. What do you guys think? Is that a concern? 656-3776-656-ESPN. Uh, let's jump on with Keith. How we doing, fellas? Good, man. We're glad you're here. Wonderful. Got uh, two parts here. One, I'm not understanding your power ranking of putting Dallas over Philly and really undefeated. <laughs> I just don't see that. Is, I, I, that, a, is that just okay. a Dallas fan speaking? Or is that no, I will give you this. I, I will tell you that I don't question. think Philly is playing as good as they can. And if they, when they do play as good offensively as I think they're capable of, then I think they are worthy too. But I, I'm not going to be give them any more than they deserve. They're 4-0, but they haven't beat a whole lot. And the teams that they have beat, they didn't beat them to the level of a Super Bowl NFC rep should have done. Now, this new OC and all that, I'm with you. They're 4-0, but they haven't played as good as they can. And it, when they get there, then they get that right. Gotcha. Now, my, now my second part. I'm, a, I'm living in uh, San Antonio, but I'm from Florida, so I'm a true Tampa fan. Fucking yeah. I'm with you. Oh, I man. like what y'all been doing so far. I'm yeah. shocked. I'm so shocked. To you, Rudy, you talk about uh, how Philly kind of just barely beat us, and you don't want to put us above Detroit. <laughs> I can't put you. Uh, hold on. I, I don't do that. You don't have y'all better than Detroit. You don't. You don't believe that. How? Our defense is better than Detroit. Who is this? Keith. Keith, Keith have you had your coffee yet? You haven't had your coffee. No, I had two days from Shipley, though. <laughs> <laughs> you That's why you got a sugar rush, Keith. You know, Keith, this is worthy of discussion because I think, it's I, fair I think to, we discount that Tampa team and, and, call, and teams Keith. that just know how to win. And we're always going to downgrade Baker until he does it with the lights on. <sighs> Their defense is better than Detroit's. Let me think about that, Keith. They certainly don't scare you like Detroit. But you know what? The thing about it is with Detroit, th- they're the darling. So we we're, we're, we we kind of looking at everything like glass half full. As with Tampa, we're like, yeah, but. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like we're not giving Tampa a fair look because we're like, man, that's Baker Mayfield. Man, Todd Bowles is supposed to get fired. Ah, we don't believe you. You need more people. But they are 3-1, and one, Rob. They are. And it's hard to take that away. And there's Very something hard. to be said about teams that just know how to freaking win football games. You it's, know, we just yeah. know what we're doing. We're not going to screw it up. We're not going to give it to you. Is this the Cowboys' first test, though, as far as the defense? 
as far as the defense goes, is this their first true test? Absolutely. Without hesitation. We haven't seen an offense yet. We have not Even seen. Even though Arizona had a good game, that's, uh, this, this is the first true name test. Name three starters on the Arizona Cardinals offense. Don't, don't make me look at See what I'm saying? That's not an offense that James that, Connor that straight strikes Hollywood fear in there. Brown. Yeah, that's about it. You got a quarterback that doesn't even know the names of his players. He's been there like four months. That's not an offense that's built to destroy. This is by far the best offense they have seen. This offense is built to destroy you and to embarrass you, to mm-hmm. run over you, to make you know that this was defense playing both sides of the ball. They're going to hit you. So, no, it, it hadn't even – we haven't even come close. Your call's next. We're talking Cowboys, Niners. We want to hear from you. Who's better? Give us your power rankings. That's coming up. You're at R&R, man. 656 We can't wait to hear from you. We'll be right back. You're on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and SASportsStar.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys. Oh, oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a hump day edition. We forget the past. We look forward. We're getting ready to a huge uh, weekend of football. Aggies, Bama, Texas, OU, and then Sunday night, the piece de resistance, the cherry on top of the Sunday, the game of the week of the year, the Cowboys and the Niners. Niners seeking to go 5-0 and since 20, uh, first time since 2019, fourth time in the Super Bowl era. Two of the previous instances, they did go to the Super Bowl. Jerry believes they're in the way. What do you think? 656-3776-656-ESPN. We want to know where they rank, your thoughts on the game. Power rankings and just uh, general calling them out. Jerry overlooked the Philadelphia Eagles. Said the 49ers are the team to beat. They but they're going to win the Super Bowl. They got the go, to win the go go through the anyway. Cowboys. Let's hit the phone lines. Geno's there. Let's talk power rankings. Who's the best team in the NFC, Geno? And where the Cowboys fall in your ranking? Uh, right now, I, I I give the 49ers the edge. Um, you know, till till they can prove me wrong, I, I think they are. I think right now it's a toss up for us in Philly. You know, it's one A. I mean, two uh, A, two B for me. Like we're right there with Philly. Philly hasn't impressed me that much yet, but you know they. But Dallas they can get has together real quickly. Dallas so, has impressed you, Gino. Dallas has what? What the only thing that hasn't impressed me was, and then we got exposed, and you were just talking about it, Rob was. And against the Cardinals, instead of tackling, you know, um, yeah. what's his face, the running back and stuff James like that, Connor. he made him look like all-star, yeah. <laughs> and and it, when the game got physical, we didn't get physical with them. We were still looking to arm tackle, strip the ball. And we can't do that against the 49ers because the 49ers are going to run all over us. And, and you know, they're, they're going to play man-to-man. They're going to man you up, and they're going to hit you in the mouth. So, that's what I need to see the Cowboys do because they have the right attitude, the right mentality, but I still haven't seen them get physical yet when they get punched in the mouth, how are they going to react? And that's the only thing that 
I'm nervous about for this Sunday. I think you're right, Gino. Great call. I, I think you hit it right on the head. I'm not sure the Cowboys will ever be considered a, a bruising, violent team. I consider the Cowboys a physical team. And I, I, the there's a difference. Why, I, 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 I consider them a physical team. Do you really? Let me tell you why. Because the offensive line, no matter who they plugged in, has been has been really okay. good. That, so you can't be a good offensive line. I was only thinking on one side physical. of the ball. I was defense, only thinking defense. Defensively, you can't do what they've done these past few years and do what you've done to the Giants and what you did to the Jets and what you did to Mac Jones unless you're physical and violent. Like, they, they, they just – you can't be this dominant. There is not a dominant defense over the years that you could say, oh, that's a finesse defense that's the best I, I in the league. I wasn't going to say finesse. No, they're not finesse. That's a physical football team. Okay, Dallas is a okay. physical football I, team. I, it, it, I don't know if they're San Fran physical, but they're a physical football team. Uh, they are. Dan, we're coming to you. The only reason I say that is how can you call yourself a physical football team when everybody goes, the way you beat them is run on them? That's a strong-ass question, let's Rob. Hit, let's hit the phones. <laughs> Dan, Niners-Cowboys, Sunday night. What you think? Great question. Uh, this is Bang Bang. Oh, man, good all to right. see you. Well, all right. I'm, I'm glad you want to talk to Rudy J. Rudy J, it's a little early. You still have a chance. You know, you don't have to give your allegiance to the Cowboys for the rest of the season. Why don't you decide whoever the fan base gets Rudy J. <laughs> Do, do you want, want him? This. Do you want him? Is I don't the know answer. If you want me? <laughs> I mean, yeah. He has a bit of good luck charm. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Chicago. I mean, I, I, I'm a Chicago fan. I, you know, one of those side side fans. But I mean, I'm I'm in a Bang Bang Niner gang. But we'll take you. Here and I'll he take comes. This, Seven years ago, when I moved here, uh, there was only one Niner fan club in San Antonio. Now there's three. Yeah. Exactly. They they come out of the sewer every now and then well, when they're good. It's because of the work release programs Appreciate from the from the county oh, jail. They're getting out earlier and they wow. can go to the meetings. Why did why did Forty Nine er fan become Raider fan? Oh, jeez, yeah, Forty Nine er fan. Don't get it twisted. They hide out. They throw rocks and hide their hand. They only come outside when they're good. And At they're, least Cowboy fan shows his face no matter what. See, I'm of the age where I know where all the closet Forty ers are. And me too. And Bang Bang here, Dan. He's closet. He, well, Bang Bang is a Bear fan. Uh, I think he's jumping on the 49er oh, bandwagon. Oh, is he jumping over there? I, I okay. think he's going to have a 49er well, all, jersey every on. Every Bear fan is switching teams right now until we go and get Caleb and Marvin Harrison Jr. See, and he, then we'll go back. And then balanced out by the Wookiee. Yeah. Those two balance each other out. They keep the universe equal. I'm tired of being loyal. All right, let's talk let's Cowboys Niners. As I'm, I'm getting more and more the vibe here that the, not only Jerry is overlooking the the, the Eagles. Cowboy fan is too. I think Cowboy yeah. fan is overlooking Eagle. <laughs> yeah. I, I really am. Let's go to the phone lines. Vanessa, welcome on. We're glad you're here. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. So I know we're talking Cowboys and 49ers, and, and that's great. But I have a little bombshell for y'all. Uh-oh. What's that? It's the Seahawks. They're the best freaking team ever. <laughs> Don't do this, Vanessa. No, don't do Vanessa, here's the problem. Is you had Rudy. It's long day. We need to get through this day. And you know why they're the best team? I will let you know why they're the best team. Why? Because they're lime green and blue. Don't question anything else. This <laughs> is for my husband to make him smile this morning. Oh, a bad morning. okay. The lime green. I think we're all smiling. <laughs> okay, I appreciate all right. that. I appreciate the color scheme. Look, and they are the best of the rest. That's what they are. I thought, was that, was that Ms. Minix? No, Disguise that was Vanessa. not. Okay. That was not. I know Miss Minix is a Seattle fan, but that wasn't her voice. Um, 
Look, Vanessa, I know you're doing that for your husband. So whoever your husband is, I have a feeling I know who he is. I'm, I don't know for sure, but y- y'all are good. Y'all good. are good. Just good. Y'all are good. Let's be real. We all try to tap dance around the fact that nobody, even the, the Seahawks, believe in Gino. At the end of the day, when it comes down to it, they're worried that Gino won't be able Rob to follow Thompson. through. It's true. Rob Thompson. It's true. What have you seen from the guy that you call your quarterback that makes him I'm much not, better than we're Gino? Not, don't do the I'm whatabouts. Don't put on a red hat and I'm go whatabout. You. No, I'm just talking about in your heart of hearts, Seahawk fan, be real with yourself. The, he's if it Dak. Comes he's down, Kirk Cousins. He's I, all I'm those I'm not guys. talking to Dakites. I'm not talking to them. Let's not do whatabouts. Seahawk fan, do you truly believe that Geno Smith can take you where you haven't been since Russell? Do you really believe it? Do you? I don't. I'm not saying that he's not the comeback player and all of this, but I think in your heart of hearts you go, yeah, we're pretty damn good, but. The folks you said had written you off maybe? What do you say to them? Yeah. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. Thank See, you. Thank you, Rob. Thank write you, him Gina. off, Rob. Send me that note. Write Prove him, me wrong. Write him off, Rob. Uh, go on and write him off, dog. You see how? I'm not sure I ever wrote him in. Let's go back. <laughs> you got you to be written in to be written off. You're right about that. I should not be so hard on my man Gino. I don't know why that went that I don't way. even know if he's healthy. We got to see what happens. Yeah, he, he on a dirty him. play, yeah, too, yeah, on top of that. Very dirty. Let's hit the uh, back to the phone lines. Joey, we're glad you're there. Yes, sir. What's up, my man? Hey, uh, 49ers, Cowboys. 49ers win. Uh, got that offense. It's pretty dynamic. Also, the Cowboys can't score touchdowns. Uh, I like Dak Prescott as a person. The guy's <laughs> an incredible person. person. But, <laughs> I mean, he's a good guy, man. You can't deny that. That guy takes he takes the blame, and, and, and he stands up there tall when, when he does well or when he doesn't do as well. But the one thing about Dak is uh, it's been proven. He faces a tough defense. Before long, he'll give you the ball. And uh, and that's what happens, man. The, the Cowboys, they when they when they face the 49ers, they get out tough, they get out physical, they get run on, and then Dak gives the 49ers the ball. That's the narrative. He's right. And you know what, uh, Joey? Appreciate- uh, Joey, uh, that's a good call. And I, for all those people out there, and I'm kind of there. I'm kind of in the same boat as Joey. I like Dak. I I think he's a good guy. And I it's I it's not that I don't think he can do it, but until you at least get kind of close, I'm going to continue to question it. And I'm kind of with Joey. You're going to have to prove that you're tough enough, that you're physical enough, that you are to the point where execution is not an issue tough enough kind of team. And that's not been there. And that's been the Dak problem all along. Today, I, today I'll tell you, you know, I believe in Dak. Tomorrow, I, you know, ne- by next Monday, I'll be like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hot and cold with them. And I think that's the definition of just what he is. But, you know, when you look right now, he's only had one pick, only had three turnover-worthy plays. Josh Allen has four picks. Mahomes has four. Hurts has three. Tua has three. So he's doing what he's supposed to be doing right now. Right now, a quarter of the way in, I doing w- what he's supposed to be doing. Rudy, we he has never been – or he has never been in a better position than he is right now to prove people wrong. He's been in the same position several times with good football teams around him. With now there's some, all the tools. Yeah, there's some quarterbacks that would die for this defense. I, I'm talking about, hey man, I would, I'd play with my off arm to play with the defense that you played with. They're, they're, over the last two years, they've gotten you a gazillion extra possessions. 
that is priceless. That is priceless. And then over the over this what this first couple mm-hmm. weeks, they've scored defensive touchdowns, making your job even easier. So at some point, they have to capitalize on this type of defense. You have to. But the thing that that helps the Cowboys is they have the type of personnel that won't turn on each other. We've seen we've seen locker rooms get divided because the defense is just freaking tired yeah. of the offense giving away great games because after the defense played masterful. Micah leading that team, that's just not going to happen. They're not they're never going to turn on the offense. So that's the only good thing about what's going on over there that I don't think these guys will ever turn on each other. The uh the matchup is growing in importance, and there are things to be taken from this, this weekend. This is a game. What the hell is going on with these with these callers? This must be a game. <laughs> I'm telling you, this, this, feels, this low is this, key. Is this December or is this? We're not even in Halloween, and y'all hype it. It's Wednesday. I, I I felt it on on Sunday afternoon. You knew you after the Cowboys had just waxed that team, and you yeah, knew yeah. they were looking down the road that this is these are the two big. Big dogs. This is we're settling some stuff, mm-hmm. and you get to do it with a safety net, which means you can put your chin out there, man. You get knocked down, you're not counted out. This should be bring it all kind of a game. This isn't strategery. We're not playing in week 14 with the expectation we're going to see him again in a month. Mm-hmm. This is a chance to go out and prove it. What do you guys think? Stay on the line if you got the thoughts. This is turning into something that I think we wanted it to be, a game that truly matters in early October. Let's get back to the Kiabasa bacon phone lines. Dwayne, you dialed him, 656-3776. Welcome on, man. How's it going? How's it going? I'm back. Uh, <laughs> listen, first response to your Eagles comment, we're not overlooking them. They're just not important right now. Woo! They're not we're, we're, they're not anywhere near us on the schedule, and honestly, they're not playing their best football, so they're not scary. What? Uh, He's right. How, how can you not look at your division? I don't care when you play them, Dwayne. That, 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 that doesn't make much sense to me. I'm sorry. They're not watching film on Jalen. I hear you. I, and next month, when, we, when we're getting closer to November, then I'll be thinking about Philly. But right now, Philly has scraped by their teams barely. Oh. And... <laughs> Their their quarterback who never throws picks already has the same almost the same amount of picks as he had last year in seventeen games. It's been four. I'm not worried about Philly right now. Right now, uh, and and shout out. I know it's not y'all show, but shout out to Joe who ran for me yesterday because I've been waiting for this game to call him back. But <laughs> he left the country. Yeah, Joe ain't even in the he country. Left the country. For this yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, no he knows part what of time this. It is. But um. <laughs> But that being said, uh, 49ers. Dwayne. Wow, appreciate the Dwayne, a couple things. First of all, he has, Dwayne somehow got his hands on the coaching manual that says you're not allowed to talk about uh, any other team than the one that you're about to play. I just like, all right, okay, okay, all right. That's They're fine. looking at box scores, Rudy. They know exactly what's going on in Philly. Cowboys know Ooh, exactly. Cowboys. Jerry don't. Jerry, Jerry don't. does too. Let's be it's. Anybody, it's a district game. Yeah, we know. We know what Philly's doing. But it ain't the primary focus. But as we get there, I get this is, I, we're going to try to make light of the fact that Jerry overlooked Philly. It's we a have district to. game. Trust me. Trust me. Right. They know. They know. They know what they each other's know. doing. They better know. Because that's uh, the defending NFC champ that we're just saying, oh, well, the Super Bowl goes through us in San Francisco. Excuse yourself. Excuse yourself, sir. 
Because Philly, I mean, Philly heard it. You know, you know Sirianni's old pompous ass heard it. Uh-huh. Well, they heard it. Judson knows what Steele's doing. Steele knows what Judson's doing. They might not be immediate. They go to playoffs different ways. But they know what each other's doing. It's a district game. You just not. It's just not on the schedule right now. It's just not there. But to say, ah, oh, we ain't paying attention to Philly. Come on. <laughs> okay. Come on. All right. All you got right, the all right. MVP. You got everything up there in green, and they are undefeated. They know, but it's just not the primary focus. Great call. Let's go back to the lines. Who is in the order so. of of weight? Who's been there the longest? Let's go to Saul. Saul. Good morning, Saul, my brother. How are you today? Doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, my thoughts on Dagger is like, I don't know why everyone wants him to be Mahomes. Right now with this defense, all we need him to be is better than Trent Dilfer. I mean, that Ravens defense, I think they went like four games without a touchdown, without an offensive touchdown. If that could just not turn over the ball, get us in the red zone, and let the defense do what the defense does. So far, so good, right? That's, it's worked. <laughs> oh, I... It's worked. It's not like San Francisco ran us out of the game uh Last year in the playoffs, I mean, their offense pretty couldn't do anything against us. McCaffrey didn't really go off. Yeah, I think you're, what you are doing, right. you sound like Cowboy fan that's trying to find something to hold on to. That, well, you know, <laughs> they, they we kind of did that, and they kind of didn't do that, so things fall right. And nobody's trying and no, and nobody trying to make Dak Mahomes. Is, that's not a, that's not well, a, nobody trying to make him Mahomes. That's impossible. The the anti dackers want him, will only compare him against Mahomes. I think they just don't want him to have two picks in the in, in the in the playoff game. There's a difference between not turning the ball over in the playoff game and being Mahomes. All they're asking is, like, well, at least what that Cowboy fan is asking, hey, man, just live to see another day. Don't throw off-the-back foot interceptions in Michael Gallup's direction. That's all they're asking. And I that's think why they're, I, no, Rudy, they're asking for a little more than that. <laughs> I was trying to be kind. I think we want a little bit more than just don't throw two interceptions. We yeah. need touchdown passes thrown through a needle. We need we need yeah, placement. See, now that that's we been need much. Sidearm look away touchdowns. Now now you yeah. If that's the case, then yeah, I'm with Saul on that. Like, what are y'all what are y'all talking about? But okay, y'all sit tight though. This is interesting. I didn't know. Look, I knew this was a big game, but it's Wednesday. And y'all are losing your minds. So y'all sit tight on the phone line. We're going to get to you for sure. We haven't seen anything like this since 1990. 90. Well, that for the, well. Since it, a primetime 49er game has not occurred with the Cowboys since 1990. Crazy As an all-time record, the two franchises are 19, 19, and 1. It is a district game uh, by district likes of which we don't get to see very often. And both teams are playing as good as they can. Yeah. Can't ask for much more. Let's go back to the phone lines. Gary, we appreciate your wait, and you're on R&R. What's up, All Gary? Right. Hey, I'm waiting, man. Did y'all, you want me to wait? No, man, you're on. No, Let's you're talk, on. baby. You waited oh, long enough. <laughs> I thought y'all said, I thought you said I want you to wait. No, you good. Anyway, what I was going to say is, okay, you know, I'm going to use this analogy right here. It's like, you know, people say, oh, we got, you got to focus on the elephant in the room. Well, we got an elephant. Walking down the sidewalk, he's getting ready to walk in the room. You can't be worried about the elephant that's 100 yards down the road when you got this big elephant that can come at you in all kinds of directions, get ready to step in your house and take your cornbread. 
You got not my cornbread, man. Not my cornbread. Yeah, you can't let him take not the my cornbread, cornbread, man. <laughs> you can't let him have that. So you got to you got to focus on the, the you know the task at hand. And then we worry about the Eagles. We know they bad, but we we just don't have time. We don't want to go paranoid and get put in the middle of the hospital. All right, appreciate the phone call. So what's happened is Jerry is throwing the bat signal in the air, and Cowboy fans have united to say, "Yeah, we know Philly. We know. We know. We know." But we'll get to you a little bit later. Which is that's cool. Which okay, is I'll, just, I'll accept it. It's just a good a poke in the eye as anything else. It is. It is. It's just it's as disrespectful. Good. But okay, cowboy fan, I see y'all working. All right, it, we know, just remember this. Keep this same energy. It's the side eye. It's the side eye response. Yeah, we don't even see you, but yeah. we know you're in the room. Right. More Cowboys, Eagles, Niners. More of you next. Hang around with us. You're on R and R. This is ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show. Hey, Jim Rome here. And back in the military city of San Antonio. Weekdays at noon on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. Keep trying to give away stuff and our phone lines are wrecked. Keep trying to give away stuff. Are you going You going going Rack them. (laughs) I'm just saying, we, we got stacked full phone lines, and I got stuff to give away. So in the next hour and a half, I've got Shinedown tickets to give away. I've got uh, tickets to go see to go uh, eat at McDonald's. I say tickets. I got a fifty dollars gift card uh, to give away uh, for McDonald's in uh, uh, for the Loki's Fun Meal, Loki Meal, <laughs> whatever that is. It, it includes a, a ten-piece chicken McNuggets. Uh, or a quarter pounder with cheese, or a Big Mac sandwich paired with medium fries, a medium soft drink, and sweet and sour sauce. And it ain't your average sweet and sour sauce. That's what it says right here, Rudy. It's funny to me watching these celebs that would never eat McDonald's take their money. I don't blame them. I do the same. It's the Loki meal, and we have a fifty dollars McDonald's. You see how lean Loki is? He ain't had McDonald's in twenty years. (laughs) You can't get. You don't get TV lean eating McDonald's. Okay. It's the Marvel Universe, and in that verse, you can eat McDonald's every day and retain your superpowers. Okay. Uh, Jerry said it, and I think uh, most Cowboy fans believe it. I'm going to make the statement. The Cowboys are not as afraid of the Eagles as they are okay. of the 49ers. They, they let, are not. Let's get to the gist of they it. They are so not. This whole thing, like, well, we're not worried about them because they don't play there yet. No, it's not that. The Cowboys, because of Dak's record against the Eagles, they don't respect the Eagles and they don't look at the Eagles as a roadblock. Like, let's stop, let's stop doing this whole thing where, no, 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 we respect them. We're just not playing them this week. No, y'all don't respect the Eagles. So all six of you Eagle fans out there, remember the day. Remember today. They don't respect you. RJ Ochoa said as much on Up and Adams. He said as much, he said, and we're going to talk to him about that Friday. Like, look, we don't view the Eagles like we view the Niners because we've had some success against the Eagles. And we don't want to be the team that says, ah, but the Cowboys are arrogant. No, no matter what, we're, no, uh, it, 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 yeah, it suck. Yeah. So, uh, because we've hung with the Eagles over the years, because we've managed to beat them at least once a year, fairly regularly, because I think Dak's eight and three. Yeah. Eagles, so, something I mean, like that. They're, even though that was one of you, you know, that was last year and things are different every year. We look at the Eagles like we've always looked at the Eagles. Yeah, you'll jump up and get us every now and again, but we're just better. That's, that's just how we look at it. That's cowboy fan. 
We're just, you, yeah, you, you do know, know they won a bowl in 19. I agree. I'm not what saying it's based about? in reality. I'm just telling you what Cowboy fan, who's been a fan for any more than 15 years, looks at the Eagles at, yeah, every now and then you you're good. What? But I don't re- expect you to jump up and get me. I'm not afraid of you. I respect that. I may not agree, but I respect what you just said more than I respect. No, 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 Rudy. It's just we're not playing them this week. No, you don't respect the Eagles. No, 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 no. You're not afraid of the Eagles. That's you respect it. them, I but you don't fear the Eagles. You, there's some fear with the Niners. Not just a little fear either. They give you there's butterflies? They give you butterflies? Because this team be, has beaten us in different ways. And it makes us, they make us do dumb stuff. They beat you with two game managers at that, Garoppolo and Purdy, the last couple times. Uh, you know, you rely on the, uh, foul, the, the, the the weaknesses of others, and you just put them in a position to show me your weakness. I, I just want to find the point of pressure. And the 49ers over the last couple of years have found the point of pressure, and they just wait for the Cowboys to self-implode. We'll, we'll just wait. We'll, we're going to play even with you, but we know if it comes down to mistakes, you're going to make more than us. And that makes us furious, and it makes us act weird. We get kind of jumpy when we're playing the 49ers. We, we make a play that we shouldn't try to make. We jump off sides. We, we do weird stuff because the 49ers are going ha, ha, ha. we knew you were going to do it and here it is so yeah so basically what you're telling me is the 49ers go to the tee box with the three wood and the, cow- and the Cowboys go with the driver well, and, the no. cow- and the Niners like hey I'm going to let y'all make the mistake no, I'm going to lay it's up the other way around we watched the 49ers go off with their little three wood dink and dunk handed yeah. to McCaffrey <laughs> da, 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 and we go big pull out the big Bertha ripstick yeah. That's what we do. That's what we I'm go, saying. We're going to show you and put down the and swing like we're headed down the, the third hole of the Masters and wing it into the woods. And they go, yeah, that's what we thought you were going to do. Exactly. And they just lay up, stay in the fairway, and beat you. So, Cowboys, grip it and rip it or lay up? What should you do? The the game of the week of the year is here, and we're talking about it right here on San Antonio Sports Star. 656-3776-656-ESPN is the number to dial. That is what Christian did. Welcome on the show, Christian. Thanks for waiting. Good morning, fellas. Uh, Good morning. I'm one of those six uh, Philly fans y'all just referenced here in San Antonio. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, listen – Y'all been talking since, what, week two about the boogeyman? Well, the boogeyman's here. And if you don't think that every single person in Philly is watching this game, y'all are crazy, right? We are watching and listening to exact, to everything that's going to transpire this Sunday night. It's, it's going to be exciting. You know what, uh, Christian, I appreciate what you're saying, and I think you're right. And here's the sad news, Eagle fan. There ain't a single Cowboy fan paid a lick of attention to the Cowboy uh, to the Eagles, for Tampa Bay. We yes, didn't. We didn't yes, watch. They did. No, we didn't. A lot of them. did. No, we didn't. No, you're wrong. We you're were wrong. watching Forty Nine. No, we weren't watching. You're the wrong. Eagles. You're wrong. I know of plenty of Cowboy fans that are watching the Eagles because they're saying, "Hey, I've been watching the Eagles. They're not that good." No, no. There's a lot of e- Cowboy fan watching the Eagles. They are. Now, I'm not saying they're scared of them, but they're watching. Hey, we got a lot to talk about. Hang with us. You're on a San Antonio Sports <laughs> Star. We'll be right what back. You, you just started a whole I mess. We're picking fights. Yeah, and I'm here for <laughs> it. Hey, bring it. We'll be right back. You're on R and R here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. 
It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It's R&R in the morning, a Wednesday edition. We're looking forward now. There ain't nothing going on in, in the rearview mirror. As the Cowboys get ready for the 49ers, we're looking very closely at the matchup, the deep-seated hatred, the rivalry that could start to cook again, one that was so big back in the 90s. So we're going to get into it. If you're online, don't go nowhere. We're coming your direction. Dr. Jason Garrett is imminent. Aaron Rodgers said yesterday on McAfee, his mouthpiece, uh, what was it? Uh, Just because it hasn't been done before doesn't mean it's impossible. He is trying to come back from his Achilles injury this season. And Dr. Jason Garrett's going to be here in just a a couple of minutes. We're going to ask him, is it even possible for a 40-year-old to do uh, the impossible, the improbable, returning from an Achilles injury and also Man, guys are hurt all around the league. Cowboys, Texans, we'll talk to Garrett about that. But first, uh, we've got the uh, R.J. Ochoa sound. Do we have what he had yesterday? He was on uh, the K. Adams show, uh, Up in Adams. And I think uh, he described the, and I'm going to use a word here, the zeitgeist of the Dallas Cowboy fan. I, I would not doubt him. I know that people think what they do about Dak Prescott, but when, when he is pissed off, um, I, I would challenge you to go look uh, right before the season opener against the Giants. He did a, an interview with Melissa Stark. I mean, like like five minutes before kickoff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he just had this kind of like laser locked uh, focus sort of, uh, oh, you know, God. perspective on his face, probably a little bit upset that he had to do an interview right before kickoff. But um he he speaks for the team, I think, in, in that sense when it comes to this game because they have they have dealt with so many questions about are they too soft? Are they getting pushed around? Is Mike McCarthy not the right guy? Dak obviously being asked about the interceptions the entire offseason. And so they're kind of sick of it. And that's, you know, CD, you know, who, who you know well, yeah. um, said said entering week three. Uh, when they were two and zero, he was like, "Look, this is really great, but you know, we don't know anything about ourselves yet. We're we're looking forward to week five. And I thought that was really interesting to your point about you know all the candor about this. That it was like, dude, you have two more games to get through before right. you get to San Francisco. But they they really want this opportunity. And so if they fail, obviously everyone's going to come from them about come for them. Excuse me, but they really really want to measure themselves up against. They they don't. All due respect to the Eagles, um, they don't view them as a threat. They view the Forty ers wow. as the team that they have to get over. How wrong is that? That's R.J. Ochoa yesterday on Up at Adams with Kay Adams. Uh, speaking to what I, I had to do some self searching. I, I feel, but I feel, you the, feel same the same way. way. I, I, you know, Philly just they they're a good football team. They are, and, but they ain't what they were. And we've beaten them when they were. We beat them when they were. Now, granted, it wasn't everybody there, but we did beat it. Yeah, Jalen Hurts wasn't. Uh, yeah, well, just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. My last experience with the team Mitchell, in and Green. it was a close game with Garner. But, uh, yeah, uh, you're right. And the, I don't think. And when they beat, when the Eagles beat Dallas, Dak wasn't there. Yeah. That's how last, so last year was weird. So, and it's been like that. And Dak, what, eight and three? It just, and it, it's it's not appropriate. It's probably uh, something that McCarthy would like to beat out of them, 
You you know, but now the, I don't think the team feels that way. I don't know, man. They're they're the ones that were in the game. They know their quarterback is eight and three against those guys, and at least in the times that well, zero oh and two against the Forty ers I mean, the boogeyman is the Forty ers And when Jerry said it, I thought, well, that was more of a side eyed slap to the to the Eagles. No, I think he was speaking his truth. Well, I I, I would proceed with caution with that mindset. But I, I be clear that is the Cowboy fans' mindset. And when you look at it when it's eight and three, I get it. What in twenty seventeen they played three times? Was that when they played in the playoffs? Did Dak beat them in the playoffs that time? Yeah, I think so. But whatever. It's it's not a matter of th- their quality either. If they had won, if they had smoked Tampa right out of the, you know, didn't have to right. do anything. If they had won thirty-five to nothing, I don't think there'd be any more. I don't like the word respect because that's not the word. Because mm-hmm. there is respect. I, yeah. I don't think there'd be any more of the appropriate fear that is required. You know, no, it's I, not the respect. You respect every opponent. It's just you don't have that fear that you have for the Forty ers But and I, and I don't think you should fear the Forty ers but RJ said, but RJ just flat out. What the RJ came off as he don't respect them, and I, I wouldn't go I that far. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. We respect Dr. Jason Garrett. His opinion matters, and when we're talking about matters of injuries and return from that, and we're going to talk to him about a host of injuries. The Cowboys' offensive line it, it, it does matter. But before we get to Dr. Garrett, I do want to give away uh, a gift card, a McDonald's gift card. Let's do it. Uh, they've got a brand new show there on uh, Disney Plus, the Marvel Network. It's it's Loki who's in a time warp. He keeps jumping from dimension to dimension. It looks like it's going to be pretty cool. And to celebrate that, McDonald's has the Loki meal. It includes a 10-piece chicken McNuggets, a quarter pounder with cheese, or a Big Mac sandwich paired with medium fries, a soft drink, and sweet and sour sauce. Not your average sweet and sour sauce. It's your Marvel sauce in celebration of Loki. Color number two. Number two, because this is season two of Loki. Six five six three seven. 776-656-ESPN is getting a $50 gift card to McDonald's to celebrate the brand new Loki meal. Well, it's calling number two because that's where you're going to be going after you eat that Loki meal. You're going to be going number two. You don't <laughs> don't downgrade the McNugget. A no, good McNugget and some good the, sweet and now, sour. Now, this is my thing. This is what Life I will tell you. Life is good. This is what I will tell you. McDonald nugget is quality, but you got to have the patience to say, can you make them fresh? Oh, you're McDon- one of them. Yes. You're always in front of me at the in the drive-through. Yes, because McDonald's of them. will give you some cold, dry nuggets in a heartbeat. I'll put it to you. I'll take a cold, dry nugget over a lot of the other places. Really? I, there's something about chicken McNuggets that. No, I like a McDonald's nugget, but I need it fresh. Now the sweet and sour, I'm not sure. No, I don't do sweet uh, and sour. What's your What's your go-to? On Buffalo. That? Buffalo. My 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 family, we're Buffalo people. So, would you take the quarter pounder? Quarter pound is kind of salty. I, uh, I only eat I only eat nuggets from McDonald's. I don't eat their burgers. Uh, that was parlance for stretching. How are we doing there, Edwin? We uh, are we locked in? Oh yeah, there's a thousand calls on hold right now. Uh, we're to give away that. As soon as we're done clearing the lines, we're going to talk with uh, Doctor Garrett. Uh, as the oh, we got him. Yeah, he's let's ready. talk some injuries. Primary to the Cowboys and the Texans, and secondary to that quarterback that uh, played uh, for a couple of downs there in New York. I'd like to welcome on our favorite dude talking injuries, Doctor Jason Garrett of Arosti. Morning, Doc. How's everything? Uh, everything's going well. How about you guys? Oh, Can't man. Can't complain, man. It's, it's 49er Cowboy Week. You're a Cowboy fan, Doc? I am a Cowboy fan by 
destination. I didn't grow up a Cowboy fan. Actually, I grew up a 49ers fan because I grew up in the Bay Area of uh, Northern California. So you're perfect for so the. So who are you rooting for this weekend then? You got to pick well, a side, Doc. Been... You can't trust the man that don't pick a side. I know. I I kind of hope it ends in a tie. <laughs> Come on, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> you're too much of an athlete to want to tie. Don't do that. No, I think. Here's the problem. I think the Cowboys, I, I want the Cowboys to win. I just don't want to be continually disappointed when the playoffs come around and they're 13-3 and three and then they lose in the first round. But Boom. San Francisco will go, San Francisco will go, what, 10-6 and six or 7, and then yeah. they're going to go deep in the playoffs. Boom. No, Mic drop, Doc. We don't even have to talk about that now. That's exactly what <laughs> well, you If you love the 49ers so much, why don't you marry them? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk real quickly uh, with the uh, the before we get into the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers yesterday on Pat McAfee said, "Just because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean it's impossible." He is a he has attacked this Achilles injury a lot like evidently Kobe did, where the the surgery was immediate and rehab began in earnest. Uh, you know, uh, as fast as they could. He's saying five hours of rehab a day with the expectation or the hope anyway. That he can come back this season. Now, I know I'll agree with him, but what is the likelihood of this even getting close? I would say zero to one percent. There's no chance because they're not one. They're probably not going to be in the playoffs. So why would you even do that and risk a, a serious injury? Even worse. I mean, just take your time. Do your six months of rehab. Get a full nine months in before the season starts. Come back and. Give it your all next season. Don't be dumb and try to come back early. I think he's just – I think it's hyperbole. I think he's just trying to stay relevant just like he always does. Um, what is up with Nick Chubb where you have to have one surgery, oh, but oh. then you can't even have the ACL surgery till a couple months later? Well, a lot of times you can't do ACL surgery until the swelling is down. So anytime someone tears an ACL, you think, okay, let's get the surgery right away. Usually they wait two or three weeks because they want the swelling to go down. If the swelling is really bad in there – it just doesn't work out well. So his injury was traumatic. I mean, his leg went the wrong direction sideways. So I can imagine there's probably a – they went in there, they fixed as much structural stuff as they could, but then there's still a ton of swelling. They couldn't operate on the ACL, plus the swelling from the surgery, so they got to wait for that to fully heal before they can even do the ACL surgery. It's, uh, like I said, you know, he's optimistic he'll make a comeback, but I would be shocked if he does. When does the clock start ticking on the rehab process? After the first surgery or the second? Uh, after the first, because what you're trying to do with that is make your leg as strong as possible. So to have your best possible outcome from an ACL surgery, if you can actually rehab those two, three, four weeks before you have ACL surgery, your outcome is going to be much better. You want to get full extension back and you want to get your muscles firing. If you just rest it and don't rehab it before the surgery, before the second surgery, then you've got to overcome all the atrophy, all the stiffness, the tightness. So the rehab is starting right now. Interesting. Bruise quadricep for... Excuse me, Zach Martin, Bruce Quadricep, he, he should be fine Sunday night, right? He should. Sometimes you can get a deep thigh bruise that calcifies, which isn't super common, but I've seen a few, especially football players. What does that players, mean? What does that mean, Doc? So the bruise is so bad that actual calcium fills in and creates a bone inside the muscle, which oh. takes forever to heal because then you have to wait for that to reabsorb. Sometimes it doesn't fully, and you take an x-ray, it looks like there's actually a bone inside the quad muscle. Um, hopefully that's not the case, but you know, deep bone, bru- deep bruises in the thigh can take several weeks before you can really fire fire well. Oh, what's the treatment process? Because while we're talking about a quad bruise, uh, there's also a, uh, a a hip bruise that that we're dealing with on the offensive line as well, or, or um, 
Who's got the hip bruise? Uh, Rico Dowdle. Rico Dowdle. When we're talking about those bruises, what's the treatment process for that? Because, my God, calcification sounds terrible. Yeah, well, the the muscle itself is like a quad bruise. You want to get that moving as quickly as possible, get them on a bike, get a lot of manual therapy, a lot of massage therapy, a lot of the ultrasound inferential. Just get as much blood flow in there as possible to get the bruising out. When it comes to the hip bruise, that's more of a bone bruise. That's pain tolerance. That's usually going to take six weeks before the pain's really gone. And then whether or not you can play depends on your tolerance to the pain or where the bone bruise is. So totally different for each one of those things. Lower bicep tendon tear for Matthew Judon. Man. That's like a year, right, Doc? That's almost like tearing your Achilles or worse, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't say a year. I'd say most people come back from that within four to six months. It's oh, okay. a little bit better than Achilles because they, they can reattach it pretty quickly. And as soon as it's attached, you start rehabbing it. Yeah, I've had a few friends that have torn that as they've gotten older and you know closer to my age and still trying to do you know, high-volume pull-ups mm-hmm. and muscle-ups. Those tendons just don't tend to do quite as well in your 40s as they do in your 20s. Yeah, when I see that uh, in a younger guy, that tells me a guy's throwing around a lot of weight and an older guy doing too much too quick when right. I hear the ripped off the side. Let's talk about the Spurs real quick as training camp has begun. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyes watching the Spurs as they bring Wimby along. He he told us that in the last three months he's put on 15 pounds. I didn't see it. Um, I think he's lying. But as they do add weight, isn't that the best way for us to go about this? I, I don't see it, but it's there. Or should we see a little bit of definition? And how would you see the weight as appropriately put on as we move through the early part of the season? <laughs> one, I think maybe he's getting his metrics wrong and he's doing a conversion from kilograms to pounds. He thinks he gained 15 pounds. Um, I don't think he would gain that much that quickly, but being seven foot four, seven five, whatever tall he is, you can put 15 pounds on very, very evenly and not really notice a whole lot. So you, as long as he's putting it on his legs, his arms, his torso uniformly, that's fine. If he's putting on too much weight in his upper body, that's not going to go well for a guy that's that tall and putting that much more stress on your feet and legs. Well, how many games would you let him play? Out of oh, 82. Oh, man, that's a – ooh, I, uh, I have no idea. I think you just have to see how resilient he is. And I think it's more not how many games he plays, but how intense the minutes of each game he plays. There you and go. And the Spurs actually do a really good job tracking that. They've got sensors in the uniforms. So they know exactly not only the minutes played, but the intensity of the minutes played and how fast you're accelerating and decelerating. So I think intensity of the minutes is way more important than total games. You know, as the modern NBA player is supposed to report to camp in shape, I mean, already as close to game shape as you can be without actually playing games, and as part of the process of staying healthy, when do you do the the truest baseline testing for your athletes? Is it as they walk in the door for training camp, or do you let it go a couple of days so you know where, what the basic is, so we know where the mean is for injuries and all of that? Uh, when does that process begin? I think every team is a little different. It's actually kind of shocking how different all the training staffs are in the NBA because I've worked with several of them. Sometimes you're like, wow, things haven't changed since the 70s. And some <laughs> you're like, wow, they're way, way further ahead. If I was in charge of it, I would test them day one because I want as much information as quickly as possible. I need to know what I'm working with. I need to know what kind of risks I've got with each player and how much work they put in the offseason. So day one for me if I was in charge. That is Dr. Jason Garrett of Arosti. Listen, don't let pain keep you from doing things that you love. Arosti's here to fix that, and Dr. Garrett's here to en- enhance our lives and increase our intelligence level. You did that today, Doc. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for stopping by. All right. Thanks, guys. My guy, appreciate you. Dr. Jason Garrett stopping by for his regular. It's, uh, Spurs moved in. They had the uh, open house yesterday.
They the, 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 the practice practice yeah, session. They, they're actually using that brand new uh, squeaky floor. The rock. It looked beautiful. It looked so bright and natural light coming in there. Look beautiful, beautiful build. I can't wait to go check it out. Uh, lots to talk about the beginning of practice in the nine o'clock hour. We're going to hear from the uh, supposed the imminent starting point guard uh, for the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Trey Jones spoke to being around Wimby, the effect and all that. And as practice truly begins, the drudgery and uh, figuring out who's going to be on this team as they let Reggie Bullock go and they paid Devin Vassell yeah. yesterday. Yeah, Devin, like, hey man, my phone's already blowing up. We're not about to keep talking about my money. Uh, we I, already saw got, I already got cousins I didn't know I had hitting me up talking about they got a business idea. We're about to stop talking about my contract. The headline on The Athletic said the anonymous $150 million spur. We'll talk about him and the rest next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back oh. with a left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. Kick its ass. It's just getting started. You got all day to take what care did of Wednesday it. What Wednesday do to you? Nothing. Let's beat it to death, though, man. Let's take it down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know why I got yeah, all aggressive. Well, I'm like, all sudden, that it's not a clock. It did. It did. <laughs> it was a little aggressive. It's the coffee in the break. Like to death. <laughs> I mean, all right. I, I don't know. The Cowboy Forty Nine er We got you a little bit too hyped up. up. I, 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 we're going to talk about it for sure. We heard from Jerry yesterday. Uh, he talked about who he truly fears as an owner and general manager, and his answer is kind of surprising as he looks forward to the 49er game. Uh, we're also going to hear from the uh, offensive coordinator of uh, your Dallas Cowboys. We, we're calling him Shoddy. Shoddy. Uh, he we talked call about him shoddy. his young quarterback and prep for the defense that is as tough as the Cowboys have seen, although they have seen some tough defenses. At least there has been a couple of trials by it fire. It was supposed to be. The Jets were supposed to be a tough defense. And I, yeah, they're, they they've were been hot be. and cold. They had a good defensive week. There's a lot of talent. They on picked the off Mahomes team. twice. Mm-hmm. And, and the, while Arizona ain't getting much love, that defense was solid. I'm not going to take away from what they did, whether it was scheme or talent. It worked. Yeah. How was that Spurs defense look this year? See, that's because the they, they, they say it takes years to learn this Popovich defense. You don't think it's been dumbed down over the years no. now that you don't have the personnel? I don't think so, honestly, Rudy. I, really? I, and you you hit on it earlier, and I don't think you realized when you said it how valid your point was. That you know, as we come into this season, and you know they signed Devin, and we're looking to this and next and prepping, and we're not there yet, and what's going to take, and free agency and money and all this stuff that's going to be part of the conversation as this uh, new. Uh, era begins that what was stressed in media day and and yesterday as we hear from trey jones was now there's talk of defense now pop's not talking about just the uh the fundamentals of being a a professional nba basketball player now he's talking about the fundamentals of being a championship caliber spur 
And that's a big difference. That's the, that's Huge part of difference. the growth. And when you hear them stressing, okay, yeah, we know, we know what we got. It's now it's a matter of doing what we know will work. And that's the defensive side of things. You can say the game has passed pop by offensively, but the defensive structure, the game is still the same and pops a master at this team defense that takes a year to learn. It, 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 it for every supposed to for every former NBA guy that gets here, they all say it. It'll be a year, and I think we see the fruits of that. Yesterday, Trey Jones uh, talked about his uh, his place on the team, where he sits, and where defense is going to play a role. Defense for sure. Um, we want to uh, be very aggressive this year. Um, we want to defend the. The ball really hard, um, force guys, you know, to just force it to be tougher on guys this year. Uh, last year we kind of let people have their way against us, and you know we we don't want that this year. So we'll pick up our defense um, for sure, and the rest will take care of itself. Let people have their way with you. Oh, well, let's not pit ourselves. They, you know, young teams. But was that on purpose? Well, I, th- I think there's, there's a little of that. I mean, there is. You watch the and the classic example is like the Rockets last year. It's so much talent on that court, but they're not playing any defense, and every game they get into turns into a track meet. Fair, and and you get lost in that. And I think some of that was by design from Pop. I think some of it was just go learn to play offense in the NBA, and we don't care if we win or lose. Well, if if, if you're hanging your hat on defense, then you start Trey. Well, he's gonna yes. And he's going to start. I don't think he's start. You you think it's time for Malachi to just I think, go and get him? I think I think I'm starting Malachi because another thing Trey said yesterday was everybody's bringing the ball up because mm. they asked him about like, hey, are y'all going to look anything like the Denver Nuggets and kind of like being just like five guys that can bring mm-hmm. the ball up? So when you have that, like, okay, well maybe Malachi isn't the true point guard in the sense, but the, his size, his length, and his ability to shoot the three ball. I think gets him on the floor, and then you come off the bench with Trey Jones. Maybe I I, I don't I don't know what this, Pop even said he don't know what the starting lineup's going to be. No, and but I whoever think, it is, whoever has to come off the bench, Manu did it, so you can too. Let's talk about that for a second. We have four guys that seem to be on the in the plans for being the core of whatever is going to happen. That are imminent to all get paid well over a hundred million, right? And with the expectation, they're the the the. The basis. They're the foundation of what's going to come. One of those four ain't going to start. Between Sohan, Keldon, Devin, and Wimby. Well, we know Wimby. One of them ain't yeah. going to start. <laughs> we know. We know it'll be Wimby. But look, let's see. Well, this is an unofficial depth chart, but it's got Trey listed as a starter. Devin, Keldon, Sohan, and Wimby. I don't see that as I, I that's I think that is You don't see that as a starting no, why not? I I, I cuz look at the second unit. Brandon will painting here. Brandon Bullock ain't here. CD Osman, Zach Collins. You still have Devontae Graham, Blake Wesley, Dougie McBuckets, Skilashvili. It was an effort guy, but there's nothing <laughs> Pop loves a second unit. Pop loves it. Just Charles Bassey over there too. But th- I'm just saying. Uh, Pop loves a, a, a second squad that comes in about seven minutes, and he's always had a group that provides offensive punch and with a change of one or two dudes, a little bit more defensive punch. I don't see any punch in that second unit, and he's going to have to put some there. Well, it's not a lot of punch on the whole team. I, I, 
I, I think it's going to be Sohan that's going to come off the bench. But see, this is the problem I have with Sohan being the guy. The guy that I want coming off the bench is a guy that can also score. And see, that's I, I mean, the I don't see we Shohan don't have as, anybody there. I don't see Sohan as a score. So maybe it needs to be. Maybe Malachi needs to come off. And I don't even see Trey as a score. No, I see Trey as a defensive specialist that you know it can hit timely threes. Maybe Devontae Graham comes off the bench. He's, he gets buckets. That's a, a If you're trying to win games, maybe you bring off Devontae and, and McBuckets. There's no those, defense there, though. There's none. I mean, none. There, there's no defense. No. Okay. No, okay. It's not. But is your second unit supposed to be a no, good defense? No, that's unit? a good point. You're right. What the second unit should be, and it doesn't need to be all five, but three right. or four guys have to come in and bring an impact on some facet of the game. They have to change the flow, whether that's a defensive stop, a, a turnover in, in whatever it might be, because I got a guy with good hands going to get the right. ball, or it's offense. Go get some quick buckets. But one way or another, you have those guys to fill space, to let your guys rest, but also to affect the game in a way right. that you want them to affect it. And I look at Sohan as a guy that can affect the game in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I a mean, lot of ways, but not offensively. Will not be the primary thing. He ain't going. He remember. got better offensively though. Throughout the year, as the year went on, he just continued to grow offensively. You know, we already know he can rebound and play defense. We know that, but you know, if he comes around offensively, maybe he puts the total package together and he can be this team's Draymond. And that's the much better Which, application of his skill set. Is right. the Draymond where it, it might be eight, 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 and eight in, across the box. I'm good with you. That. Know what I mean? It just everything gets done. It just doesn't get get done a lot. And I think that's a perfect kind of Swiss Army tool. And if you're t- discussing this, the next guy we, we bring up is Zach Collins. Because I heard Pop bring up Zach the other day as one of those young guys that's put in the effort and to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was weird. Well, it's worthy of, of – is that worthy of a start? Because – To protect Wemby? Yes. I'd rather have Shohan, but, I mean – protect- I'd rather have Shohan as my starter. I want to I, I wanna, – as I got a bunch of young kids, I could play 40 minutes a game. I'd rather have Shohan out there alongside of Victor. And that doesn't mean they won't spend the majority of the time together on the court. Right. It, I'm just talking True about that. who steps Who's on starting. the court. And and that, really you get into the rotation process. I can see process. Zach starting. Yeah, I, I can. I see can. Zach starting. And know, not finishing. If, if you want to strengthen the bench and go Shohan come off the bench, yeah, I can see Zach starting. And I think as Pop says, hey, man, and Manu will forever be hung on the wall. as If he can, you can. Not a lot of teams can do that. Pop can and if, I, if I'm a player, I hate it. Somebody asked, what well, protect Wimby from what? I'm just saying, like, I'm just having him do the dirty work. If I don't have to have him on Joker, if I don't have to have him on Anthony Davis, if I don't have to have him on Embiid or Giannis, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I want I want Wimby to play safety. I want him to play like Ed Reed on the basketball court, kind of all over the place. Help here, help there. One foot in the paint, one foot out the paint, so you don't get the defense in three seconds. Help weak side. I don't want him to clamp down on Anthony Davis or clamp down on Joker. I w- I'd rather have him roaming. That's that. That's just me. I could be wrong, but that's how I envision Wimby playing. Like, hey, I'm going to help off the worst player. I'll do- I'm not going to put him on the best player every night. I don't see him in that role. I don't want him in that role. Oh, the, there's one. I, I the, the fundamental difference between what was and what is is think about the last time we had a dude that came in and looked like this and what they did Minute Bowl. Remember Minute Bowl, how they handled him in defense? On defense, remember. they ran down. He stood right below the, the, the free throw line and 
looked oh, like yeah. a scarecrow and just stood oh. there with his arms held up. And then whenever the ball was swung, he turned his body and he was just there. That's not Wimby. Not that. Not Wimby that. I don't will, want that. If I'm coaching Wimby, my first rule of thumb is, and uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm smart. Yeah, I don't want that. Wimby is never standing still ever no, on I, a basketball court. You're never going to be planted in a place. No, I don't You're want never that. going to be assigned to a specific area, both offense and right, defense. I agree. A valuable Wimby is a mobile, often moving Wimby. And when when somebody asks you, what are you talking about protecting Wimby? What Zach Collins and guys like that are there, they're not there to protect. They're the guys that are there to stand still. They're the guys that are in there to stand right under the rim. When the ball goes up, you block out and grab a rebound because Wimby's 15 feet away. Yeah, I want, him, he, every, he I want him every. I want him everywhere. That's what I say. Like Ed Reed. Ed Reed was everywhere. He'd be on the line of scrimmage. He'd be in the linebacker be back say i want him everywhere right and a mobile wimby both offense and defense is an effective wimby i don't want him standing still no. there are some guys i do want standing still <laughs> setting picks and doing that kind of yeah. stuff he just ain't one of them and Fair. therein i think is the real witchcraft that pop's gonna have to deal with because he's got a lot of guys that look alike he's got a lot of six eight dudes a lot of them look on the roster i got some tweeners between six eight and six ten there are nine dudes yeah, they got some tweeners out there for sure. So the witchcraft of which skill set goes where is really the key. But I think, you know, if there's anybody that can figure it out, it may take a few – it may take a quarter of the season. You don't We're got that see, much time. No, what I'm saying is you're going to see – and we've seen this over the years. You're going to see by Christmas 10 different starting lineups and not because of injury. I hope. That, this you just team keep, is built that way. You just way. keep shaking the dice and when, see what works. And don't forget about Champagne, who had a hell of a summer. You, we didn't even bring uh, that, this see, guy. That's up. the type of guy that pop up just bury at the end of the bench. You're like, damn, why ain't he playing? He and then he'd good. show up and get 12 points <laughs> one night, and then go back down because there's Charles Bassett. Yeah, I don't know who. Night. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how he's getting on the floor. Or Barlow. I don't know how these guys get on the floor. Uh, we get a couple of weeks to figure it out. The NBA begins. We got our first national game in just a couple of days as the league is in play. And then when we talk Spurs, there's no better place than right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, coming back, the uh, there's a list out of all the highest paid coaches across the college football world. And everybody, whenever you mention college football coaches and pay, everybody goes, Jimbo paid too much. Jimbo ain't even in a top four. Well, that's that's probably right. We'll tell you who is, and we'll tell you where Jeff Trailer sits Ooh. and why the, the uh, vultures are circling no matter what goes on at UTSA. Coaches pay next. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Room Show, weekdays at noon. I, I love San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R and R here on San Antonio Sports Star. I feel like there should be some kind of like second video game being played behind me. What station college? What college is this? Old ABC. Yeah, old ABC. Really? Those From the early two thousands. Okay. Okay. I like it. <laughs> You've got a bad video. I knew it was college. I just couldn't put my finger on what station it was. When we talk college sports and college football specifically, certainly the the personalities and the coaches rule the day. In college football, I would say even more than in college basketball, and certainly more than in NFL, that the coach truly is the program. Yeah, I mean, for it, sure, and it, 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 they are self-sustaining. One has to to sustain the other. But when the when they meet and it's perfect, then you get all the success that everybody's chasing and all the dollars. And and 
They're worth every penny if it comes together. It Nick depends. Saban making $11.4 million from Alabama. He's underpaid. That's a discount. Yeah, he, he he's worth so much more than that. And I, I would, despite the record lately, Dabo means the same thing to Clemson. He's worth $10.8 million to that university. He For is. Sure. He brings For in sure. more than that. Kirby Smart with Georgia at 10-7. It is worth. Ryan Day at Ohio State. That is a... He is the CEO of a billion-dollar corporation, or at least a hundred-billion-dollar corporation, right. and he deserves it. Those guys all make ten million dollars a year. I'm gonna let you finish. Go or ahead. better. I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of money for guys that. Now, what about Stoops? And that was another one that I was like, "Wait a minute, how are they met?" Oh, Lane Kiffin. And Mark Stoops. Those are the guys in the $9 million club. How, Rob? Which Explain is to me. Jimbo at 9-1, Mark Stoops at 9.01, Josh Heupel at Tennessee at 9, Lane Kiffin at $9 million. How? Well, one, notice where they all are. It's the conference. <laughs> that, that is the Mendoza line. The $9 million is the conference Mendoza line. So Vanderbilt's coach makes $9 million? No, what I'm saying is if you are above that, you have a potential to win a title. If you're below that, you're Vanderbilt. And it's $9 million. Look at the level what's of coach. Hi- what's Heupel? Heupel? What was Heupel at? I don't know. Is He's he right low? there at 9. Heupel's at $9 million flat, even with Lane Kiffin, along with Mark Stoops and Jimbo Fisher. They're all the same guy coaching the same programs. They are. Man. That's the line. That's what you get. At that level of coach. I don't think Nick Sirianni makes $9 million. No, the NFL is not even in the same ballgame because there it's about the player. There it's about the player. And the good news is if you're in college, even though players are getting paid, you don't got to pay them. Right. You can go find somebody (laughs) else to pay them. You can't. In fact, you are prohibited from paying them. Not a bad business model, if you ask me. McCarthy's boss clears a billion. Clears. And he makes between four and seven. Yeah, that's insane. Look, there's some guys. Look, I'll I'll, I'll even go with Jimbo because because A and M prints money. There's just certain t- there's just certain guys I'm not coming around to. And Heupel, Stoops, and Kiffin, I can't come around to that. Now that's a list of all the public school coaches out there that we know of. Now there's some coaches that we don't know how much they're getting paid. Lincoln Riley's in well, the neighborhood because of the private. Yeah, private USC. Oh, we don't Lincoln. Know. I would think Lincoln's, Lincoln's probably the, about ten. Yeah, he's in the neighborhood of nine or ten. There ain't no question. He's right there. Uh, we also don't know what Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame is getting. He ain't getting that much because he, you know, he knew. Yeah, he's yeah, new he's, there. Not, he's unproven. But uh, we don't know what Sonny Dykes took to go to Texas Christian. It wasn't cheap for them to steal them away from SMU. So I think there's some money out there that we're not accounting for. In the state of Texas, though, you look at our head coach here at UTSA, uh, Jeff Trailer. He comes in in the mid-60s. He's getting a little over 250 in a quantify. So you which a, was, you which an, we had to go into the in, – you know, and. Then get loans and all types of stuff to get him to two five. Now the good news is uh, he is right behind the head coach at Washington State, a Pac twelve school, and and uh, Jake Dickert, and he's just ahead of the head coach at South Florida, Alex Golish. Uh, coach Trailer comes in at two point five five million. Don't you hate the fact that we know how much he's getting paid? Uh, this is a total part of a fourteen million dollar deal that he signed a couple years ago. Uh, so you get an idea of the the yeah. the, the financial. Uh, difficulties that UTSA is going to have when those big schools come calling. Yeah, it, well, because they could triple his salary, triple, and not even feel it. Triple his oh, salary, yeah, he could and he'd to, still be underpaid. He could, I mean, hell, Colorado didn't even have the money. 
when they signed Dion, they had to go and get it. Well, and he's getting about five a year, I want to say a little over five. So, I mean, even if you don't have it, Rob, if it's the guy you want, you will go and find it. Well, the way you go get him. See, Colorado, we've the story's well told now. When, yeah. the, when the AD hired Dion, he didn't have the money. He's like, so, I'll give you 28. I'll go find years. it. But one of the things that Dion did, very, very smart, was he made sure there was some room cleared out for licensing, and he also gets a cut of ticket sales. So... It's kind of and like taking points out on every back. game. Yeah, it's kind of like taking points on the back end. I do want to talk about trailer at, at the at that two and a okay. half million dollars. Um, what about you it? Gotta find some more, man. Because as we sit, the vultures are circling a lot of jobs. Michigan State jobs obviously open after Mel Tucker gets fired for inappropriate behavior and losing, or losing first then inappropriate behavior. Because I think if he was winning, the appropriate behavior might have been not been so inappropriate. Um, Urban Meyer. I've been, hearing, I've been hearing whispers clothing. about Urban and there's mutual interest at Michigan State. little rehab job for Urban. You don't think it's a good... It's a terrible idea. Terrible. For Urban even looking that direction. Why? And for Michigan State even looking at Urban. It, it, Michigan State is a, a powder keg that is being held together by Tom Izzo. And Izzo had his problems, but because he's won national titles, we looked the other way. But he's even, even Izzo's had his little issues here and there. But, yes, you're right. Between the you're athletic right. department, the hiding of injuries, the Larry Nasser, and all of that, it has uh, – it, it is a – that's a mess. And, and maybe only Urban Meyer would be the kind of guy that could come in. But if you win, and, and don't that fix any all any and all messes if you would come in and you true. win? True that. I, I, that just doesn't feel like a match. I'm not saying – I'm a big Urban Meyer fan, but if you, I don't care where he goes, he's gonna win. He won at Utah, he won at Florida, he won at Ohio State. Wherever he goes, he will win. Not saying he's gonna be the best guy. I'm not saying he's gonna be. Now he didn't win at Jacksonville. (laughs) I I left that part out. In college, I should say. I'm not saying he's the best guy, Rob, but he does win. He knows how to win college football games. Hey, coming back, let's hear from the owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboy. He's talked Micah. He talks San Francisco. He talks his offense, but he talks and we listen. Now, Jerry's coming next. Don't go anywhere. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Town. Hey, Shinedown fans, Papa Roach fans, you've been waiting. You're running out of time. You know, the show's coming up uh, on the 9th, five days out. If you don't have your tickets, you're glad you're listening right now. Caller number 5, 656-3776-656-ESPN. On us, we'll be going to see Shinedown and Papa Roach for at the Joe Freeman for the Revolutions Live Tour. Another LiveNation.com show. If you don't win the tickets, that's where you can go to buy them. They'll be at the Freeman. On the night, got to use that building for something. Why not Papa Roach and Shine Down? You know, I we asked uh, uh, Clarence yesterday, and it's a, kind of a sidebar thing. I, I'm just looking at a lot of things that Jerry was talking about yesterday, and in preparation for a San Francisco team whose biggest challenge for the for the Cowboys is going to be the physicality that that offensive line brings, True. and the physicality that the Cowboys are going to need to bring to match that. 
And we saw Micah lifting limping around there in the second half. Dude. There was on our group text it was hilarious because I didn't see it actually go through, but it's funny to watch the group text go through games and, and going back to when Micah was limping around, Minix <laughs> jumped in our group text. He can have my ankle. I'll gladly yeah. sacrifice my yeah. ankle for Micah. I, I didn't like it. Again, I, I when you have a talent and a figure and someone with this light as bright as Micah, you give them a little bit longer leash and you kind of let them get away with more than you probably should and you just want to stay out of his way and you want to keep your stars happy. But I, I don't mind him coming back in the game. I get that. But when that game is clearly out of hand, it's 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 stupid on the Cowboys staff's part. And then it's selfish and self-loathing on Micah's part. Like, cause at that point, you're like, look, I know you. There's a lot of incentives. And Micah got a number of sacks that in his brain that he wants to get to. He was rushing the passer, like all get out with two, three minutes left. But it's, it's, it, at that point, it's not about the team, which you say you're all about. If it's about the team, the best thing to do for the team is to you get off the field and get ready for San Francisco. If it's about the team, you being out there when Zappy's already in the game. Zappy's in the game. You're out there chasing Zappy with the with the hurt stick in a game that's over is about Micah. And that and that is that that's not it's not smart football. It's just not smart on his part or the Cowboys staff part. But I get it. You Mike McCarthy like, man, he my guy wants to be out there. I'm old school. I'm gonna let him be out there. We didn't pull Lawrence Taylor. We didn't pull Ronnie Lott. We didn't pull Reggie White. With they like those guys back in the day, they played every snap. And we're in a different day though. But my thing is, why they protect him throughout the game? Like there's a couple, there's a series here or there where they just don't, they just leave him on the side because they want to keep his snaps down. But he's out. You got him out there chasing Zappy. That's why to me it was silly because I watch you throughout the games, the four, four first four games where you let him take a series off, but then you got him chasing Zappy where in a, in a game where he had already hurt, tweaked his ankle. Didn't make sense to me. I thought it was selfish on Micah's part and not smart on the Cowboys staff part to not protect him from himself. Hide his helmet. Jerry was asked what he thought about him being in there late in those blowouts. Uh, you've got a good point, and um, uh, it's uh, dodge the question. Uh, certainly uh, <laughs> Watch. The, the issue is there. It's in front of, uh, of when, when do you uh, uh, make those adjustments in those games. Um, uh, we... I just uh, am, am so awed by the fact, frankly, I am, that we've had three games that we've ended up with that kind of margin at the end of the game. Most of these games are nip and tuck, and a field goal can decide them. So, uh, uh, but I've I've got that, and everybody's got it, and it's front of mind. Uh, I want everybody to know too. We've got a quarterback sneak in there too. You see what? And that's stop, uh, a discretionary stop, stop. thing. But like, uh, dog, we we were talking. Wait. How? That's master's level spin Dude, right there. We're asking, hey, were you concerned with Micah being in there? Yeah, yeah, I was, and that that that's certainly there. But just so y'all know, we got a quarterback Did sneak. Did you know what? we got a quarterback sneak? What? 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 How do we get here? Last week we were talking about him running tight end snaps. Yeah. He didn't see he he could say the concerns there, but clearly Jerry Jerry wants Micah out there. I guess it's not a thing. And that's fine if that's what they want to do. In your memory um, of the Cowboys recently, in the last five years, what was the best team they put on the field? Recently? In the last five years. 
Damn, Rob. I, to me, whichever team that was that Aaron Rodgers beat in so the, the, in first the division 13, round. Was that a so that was 2016. Yeah, that was 13-3. So that's, so that was that's seven the one years that, ago. When I look back, that's the best team the Cowboys put on the field. And, and what's crazy is Dak and Zeke were rookies. They were rookies. But they should have beat Green Bay. That's when the defense wasn't there. So the, I, I don't know, Rob. That's a tough question. That offensive line was the best offensive line the Cowboys have oh, had. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the sure. play calling. The, the, that team was a Super Bowl caliber team. It yeah, really that was, was. Saying, yeah. So I can't go five, but yeah, I thought last year's team was good. But Jerry was asked how this team stacks up against uh, previous years. I like his answer. I like our defense. I think we're playing uh, uh, better than we played, and we've been playing some pretty good defense the last few years. But I like our defense, and um, uh, frankly, uh, the, this is the best I've felt about our offense uh, this year. Uh, certainly during training camp or any time. And so uh, uh, I think if we will uh, do uh, what uh, we can do the best, and that is maximize what we're doing with Dak uh, and uh, execute. And we were able to execute the other day. They were letting us do some stuff and uh, out there on those corners that uh, uh, really gave us some wind. And uh, we're going to need some wind early. San Francisco, and um, uh, but there's there's um, let me back up. Okay. Uh, there's uh, no reason uh, physically, no reason scheme wise that we shouldn't go out there and play well enough to win a football game. No reason. No reason. Well, I'm shocked to hear him say this is the best offense. I've felt the best about this offense considering the struggles in the red zone. Well, he said this year. Oh, you know, he didn't say ever. He said, well, you know, right now, today, yeah, it's easy to when you didn't right. even require more than uh, two field goals to beat the team you played last week. I, I, I'm with them. I don't, I think the red zone thing is a kind of a contrived thing. Cause if the contrived? touchdown pass to CD Lamb would have been from the 19 instead of the 21, a lot of this would have been put to bed already. Or if Hendershot catches the ball. Yeah, Hendershot catches it, CD Lamb open. catches it. Suddenly, oh, red zone problem fixed. Uh, so I, I think there's an issue there, but I think it's more mental than the ability to go do it. I think that that McCarthy's got to be real careful of uh, getting the yips, you know, in those red zone calls and double thinking and triple thinking and asking for help, and not just going with his gut and what got him down there. And I think there was an occasion on uh, on Sunday where they had an opportunity to continue to run the ball, and I think McCarthy got the yips and said, "Well, we're in the red zone. Let's we got to throw it." And I, I didn't like that. But I, I don't think there's a, a lot of issue with the red zone calling, as it were. Uh, another thing that we talked about pre-show, Rob, that I think is worth mentioning is the fact that how much the Cowboys play man-to-man coverage and how well Brock Purdy plays against man-to-man coverage. I think that's what we're talking about because – Again, the Cowboys, I want to say, I don't know, 60% of the time they play man-to-man coverage? A couple things to pay attention to with their offense. Right. Uh, the man-to-man coverage, uh, Brock Purdy is ripping him up. Right now he's uh, third in the, in the NFL in QBR versus man coverage and yards per attempt and touchdown-to-interception ratio against man coverage. The Cowboys defense has played man coverage at the highest rate in the NFL since the start of last season. Are running right at about 60% or, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, upwards of 70% of the time 
they're in man coverage. And you understand it when you got corners it. like that. Yeah. That's that's the plan. And when you okay, so we we know that Micah and all those guys are watching film. They know what the 49ers doing. What did we hear Micah say? We are going to make him or do our best to make him one dimensional. Which is I, I I I'm still trying to wrap my brain around what makes him one dimensional. I guess they want him to throw it more. I just but they don't, they don't do well is, against the run. I can't figure that out. Which dimension are we chasing that we want them to be? Is it throwing, which he has ripped it up? And, and his yards per throw, it's it's not huge. I mean, no. But it is an effective offense. Are they trying to just say, run the ball? We're not going to let you throw it. I, I, I think if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I, I'm going to go out here and say, hey, you know what? Even though I don't know if that's a, it'll be a mistake. But if I had to pick my poison, I'm going to say, we don't really believe you, Deron Bland. We don't believe you. I, even I, though, even though I, I, even though I, I know in my heart of hearts and with my eye test, Deron Bland is the real deal. He, he can really cover. He's a, he's a really good cover corner. But that, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I got to pick my poison. I ain't mess. I ain't throwing the ball in Fred Warner's area. I mean, excuse me, in, uh, Gilmore. the Gilmore's area. I ain't messing with him. So let me see. Let me see you do it against us, Deron Bland. Uh, while the Cowboys uh, love the man coverage and they're in it an awful lot, a couple other things to pay attention to. The the 49ers are a zone team. Okay. The Cowboys have lost their last two games against the 49ers, both coming against a zone kind of defense that has thrown a Dak for a little bit of a loop. Uh, his QBR against zone? against the zone is 31st in the NFL, two interceptions and no touchdowns. Everyone got scared. You see his face? He's scared. Already. Both yeah. of Prescott's touchdown passes against the 49ers in those games came against man coverage. Only problem is they only play man coverage 15% of the time. No, but, Our, Dak, but Dak is great. 74% of the dropbacks that against the Cowboys over the last two years the 49ers have been in zone. That is that is a team that does that are is waiting for Dak to make a mistake. And Dak has to take Dak has to leave his driver at home, bring his three wood, bring his long irons, and keep the ball in the fairway. There's no need to try and drive the greens. I, I know I'm using a lot of golf analogies this week, but that's just how I feel about this. Because if that's the if that's the case, Rob, because that's really what happened last year. You had a pass where you threw off your back foot across the hashes to Michael Gallup, who already was running terrible routes the entire year. And then the other one you threw across the middle. And that's another thing Jerry talked about on the fan yesterday that, look, they, look, there's more trouble across the middle. Dak's gotten in trouble across the middle quite a bit. Every, any QB coach, they even with half a brain tell you, you cannot throw across the middle late. And Dak has done that a few times in his career. So they've been trying to stay away from that. But if he stays away from the mistakes, it kind of takes San Francisco off guard. Like, hey, why isn't he throwing the ball to us? Maybe like he normally does. What's going on here? Maybe you got a better chance of winning the game. Maybe this is that game that we've talked about with Dak Prescott and them being him being limited. There's some other games you get away with letting them be, you know, the, a, a carefree spirit. This is the type of game where you say, hey, let's punt. We got a great defense as well that, you know, frankly, we've had some success against their offenses as well. And the, quite frankly, the 49ers haven't faced a lot of defensive adversity. They haven't really been put in a, a position to have to, to really work for it yet. And then we'd like right. to see if this second-year quarterback, and even by the games, he's a first-year quarterback. He doesn't even have 17 games under his belt. You know what I mean? This is still <laughs> a young you quarterback that hasn't you, seen a lot you of stuff. You say it like that, I'm like, damn. 
He ain't even played 17 games. So there's some things that I think the Cowboys that are going to offer that they have not seen before. And I do appreciate Jerry saying the defense is the separator uh, with that. Now, with all of this coming in, the backdrop of this is, is, is depending on the importance you place on the game, whether you think it truly is a, the measuring stick that we want it to be in week five, keep in mind on the back burner is the long-term negotiations for your quarterback, for Dak Prescott. And at some point, Dak's going to have to prove that he can win a game, a big game. They don't have to prove it. They got Trey Lance. Do you think that plays into yes. this? Dak it's, it's sees a, it's this a, like, a, I got to win this because if I do, there's $10 million Trey more Lance, dollars coming my way. Trey Lance says, on the front of his jersey, says, break in case of emergency. It is not there as a replacement. It is there as an emergency. Like, damn, the Dak experiment has officially come to an end. Break the Trey Lance glass, pull him out, get him up to speed. They want to, they want to lay their hat on Dak. But they finally did what everybody asked them to do for, for the last four years. For the last four years, everybody said, why aren't we taking a quarterback and developing him? Why aren't, okay, they did it. They did it, and when they did it, y'all criticized them for it. I thought this is what y'all wanted. You got a young quarterback with a fourth-round pick that who gives a damn if he misses or not? Because right now, you missed on some second rounds. You missed on some third rounds. So it's it's normal for every team. All 32 teams miss on picks. So let's say you miss on Trey, and he, and he is what San Francisco thought, like not that guy. So what? So what? But yeah, Trey is there just in case, dude. He's just there in, in case Dak falls off the cliff, and we I don't see that happening. He's playing really well right now. Jerry talked about the ongoing conversations when contracts are in play in the middle of a season. Got it. There we go. Those conversations, parts of them, aspects of them, could be going on. They might not be going on, uh, uh, but it's something that uh, uh, right now, uh, frankly, uh, you know, our minds are on uh, uh, getting ready to go out here and play San Francisco, and I'm sure that's where his mind is as well. So that's a long-winded answer. The real world is that all agreements are going on uh, in your mind all the time. And if you saw some scratching of me this morning before I got on the show, you'd see 20 things that I've written down. Uh, some of them may involve player contracts. But so I'm noodling it all the time. And when I say noodle, <laughs> when I noodle something uh, relative to the Cowboys, it's got a good chance of uh, having action on it. <laughs> and so my uh, point is, all of our contracts, uh, I had a, uh, I was in New York last week and uh, sitting down visiting with uh, several people. And it gave rise to me look at a certain perspective with our team that uh, uh, should have been being thought about. Well, my point is, that's not idle time. We're not playing uh, fantasy football here. Hey. Whoa! And so you could ask me, are those in your thoughts? And are, what does that mean? It is in my thoughts. His contract is in my thoughts. His future contract is. But in a manner of speaking, all of them are. Okay. I think he's thinking. You might, and, he, and and just so y'all know, y'all are out there playing fantasy football. Not me. So are you, Jer? No, no, he's not. You're worth how much billions? You're paying you're paying guys millions. Hey, it's man. fantasy football to you too. I man. like when Jerry gets surly. 
I like when anybody gets surly. It makes for better uh, content. I like when he, uh, when you know, when the owner's noodling around with it. This likelihood of it occurring. Yeah, so in other words, if I've written you down on this side of the paper, eventually you're going to get paid. Remember when I signed Jalen Smith to that ridiculous contract? That was me noodling around. That was me sitting noodling and thinking, I'm going to pay this guy a ridiculous amount of money. It wasn't that much. Oh, it was way too much. It was an absolute <laughs> mistake on every sense. There's not even in the league anymore, I don't yeah. think. Uh, no. He went to the Packers, went to uh, the Giants. He, he actually had a decent little run there for a little bit. But that, that's it, it, Jerry It should have never been taken second. It should have never gotten paid. But Jerry just like, hey, every now and then you get picked by someone that they say, I'm going to change your life. I'm going to make sure you're good for the rest of your life. And that's what Jerry did with Jalen. Like, I appreciate what you did, how you came back. You made me look somewhat good. I'm going <laughs> to make sure you're taken care of for the rest of your life, man. Life is who you know. It is just the beginning of a full sporting day. We got baseball happening all day long. The, the Rangers squeak one out late. They the Brewers by one thirty. Take one in the teeth late. They were up three zero. They choked that away. That game's going to be on after Jason goes off at five thirty right here on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. So here we go. Greeny's right around the corner. The jungle's coming fast at you, and Minix is going to be sitting alone for a couple and a half hours as he Major League Baseball he needs to reigns do some soul supreme. As you need soul searching, Rob. Hey, stay with us all day long. We want to thank you for sitting with us. Don't forget, hit the website, hit all of the socials, tell us you like us. We like that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we got some work to do and some ticky talkies to make. Hey, Rudy and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging around with us.